This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Morning, people. It is Tuesday, the 20th of February, and you are tuned into TDA, the day after your favorite news platform and the home of popular culture, as defined by the culture. And I'm one of your lovely hosts for today, my own royalty. And they call me Imran, the pro-black activist, TDA producer, news analyst, melanin jam-packed. That is right. How is everybody this morning? Yeah, you know, they can't complain. Love that. You know? Brent, how are you doing? I switched my mic. Morning, morning. I am blessed and highly favored. Thank you very much. Uh, good morning, Vaughn. Morning, good morning, Von. Davina. Good morning. Vaughn said something yesterday that was so funny. Sorry to interrupt. It was when um, when Ebony said about how our hair is dead hair. We can see the hair is dead hair. Mm. Vaughn goes, so you're all bored like me then? I said, sir, you are, it's you, Mugs. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brent. Have you ever um, been attracted to bald men? I told you, that's my vibe. I like bald men and men with level one. I don't like men. Actually, I've gone a few levels. I don't know. Was that talk? Can I forget my situation? Um, I just like men with like plain haircuts. I don't like things. Here's my truth. I don't like locks. Obviously, mm. when I was watching Bob Marley, I thought, oh, it's cute. Mm. Then I saw Michael Ward with it. I said, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> then he, um, I just, I don't really, I'm not someone who likes men with hair like that. I like men with low maintenance hair. Mm. They wake up, zhuzh up, and if anything, but it's not so much that we're zhuzhing up. Mm. Yeah. So low haircuts is my vibe. Very low haircuts. Okay. okay. And bold. Would it be an ick if, if a man asked you to, I guess it kind of would. Braid his hair. Huh? Oh, sorry. No, to wash his hair. So say his hair was kind of long. You must think this is some 90s movie. <laughs> Love Jones. <laughs> You're over the sink. My friend, go and pay a hairdresser. I'm joking. I, probably, I would do it because mm-hmm. if it's my man, like I'm, yeah. I'm very more, I'm very much uh, take care of my person. Okay. I take care of less. So mm-hmm. of course my partner will take care of them. But in terms of what I select, mm-hmm. it's not what I go for. I don't find it. I don't see a guy with looks and I'm like, ooh, mm-hmm. I find him very attractive. I'm just naturally attracted to mm-hmm. men with low or from low to no haircuts. Mm. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's just my vibe. It's just what I like. Doesn't never date the, the guy with locks. Doesn't it depend on on how the style matches the face? Or not really? It's just certain styles just not really for you. Like, I feel like that was God's, intent, God, that was God's intention for man. What, to keep it short? Yeah. So, <laughs> actually, no, Samson was had long hair. Mm. I feel like you always, I, I haven't seen a guy whose short hair doesn't suit, who I'm like, mm. Mm, you should grow your hair out. A, gra- a guy, 
is my truth again. A guy growing his hair out is like my man waking up 10 years into our marriage or relationship and he's telling me that he wants to be a rapper. <laughs> it's the same energy. It's the same thing. It's like, oh my gosh. Gosh. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? It's the same thing for me. Like a guy just waking up and saying, I want to grow my hair out. Mm. I'll be like, oh, that's what, you, what we're dealing with. What's, what's happened? Like, I hate you. Do you know what I mean? So, mm. but I think what I mean, in terms, I've never, yeah, I've never met a guy and thought, oh, you should actually grow your hair out, or having long hair will suit you. I look at guys, I think piercings will look nice on certain guys, but I don't think you should grow your grow your hair out. Is a man too old to have certain piercings though? No, because it's about like his style. Okay. Because some people like you can be, oh, I feel like you can be older and not look old. Mm-hmm. It's all about how you carry yourself. It's all about how you style yourself and stuff like that. So, nah. But obviously, if you're like. My mom was 65 and he's talking about he wants to get a piercing. Mm. Actually, I, would, I probably wouldn't mind. There's certain things that's like, you know what, it is what it is. Like, if you want to do it, live. Mm. Yeah. I think I want to get a tattoo, but I don't know. Okay. I'm scared I might be allergic. My life is just a joke. <laughs> but I, can see if they do, if, I don't know if they do patch tests for them. I don't even know, you know. Yeah. The man to ask is coming in. Yeah. But he wouldn't know that because he just goes and gets them. He's a killie. I was thinking about getting a patch test for a tattoo. A patch test? <laughs> yeah, it's when they... When are you? <laughs> no, when they... Yeah, they do, a, they do like a little dot to see if I, if I get allergic, if I'm allergic. And you leave on for like 24 to 48 hours. <laughs> see if I react. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I say. That's, yeah. Because obviously I'm allergic to dye. Well, not dye, actually. Like mm. henna and stuff. So if it's got the same ingredients as henna, I could be, but... I might just do it on a whim one day. Would it be an ick for you if your man is allergic to life? No, but it depends what he's allergic to, though. The things that you're allergic to? No, it wouldn't be an ick, because I still live a very full life. But if his allergies means that we're con- like we can't live, I don't think he'd make- we'd make it down the altar, because I have to cater to that, and I don't like stress, so... If everything that you want to do, he's like, oh, I'm allergic to this aspect of what you want to do. Yeah, we're not compatible. We're not, though. So it'll be an ick for you. If I say, because I want to I, I travel a lot, and he's like, I can't, I'm allergic to the planes. Suppose he doesn't even want to get on the, because he's a germaphobe, and he doesn't want to get on a plane because of all of the dusty seats and stuff. Yes, yeah, so I see, I'm he not. He makes a fuss about it. No, but I'm not his worry. I, I shouldn't be his priority. He needs to sort that out. Because um, being a germaphobe is actually like a mental, it's a mental thing. Because I'm a germaphobe, but not, I mean, my mom thinks I'm extreme. But there's levels to me, boy. But if his, like, affects how he lives, then I'm being with me is not your priority. You've got other things. You've got bigger fish to fry. And you need to go fry that because I'm on this side frying something else. So. So, would you want a man who doesn't have the same afflictions that you have? Yeah, because I feel like that's what makes you compatible. <laughs> that's what makes you... We can't, we can't both be down bad. That's ridiculous. So you, you, couldn't date, you couldn't date a man of extreme hay fever? I have asthma and hay fever. <laughs> what are you two is going to take care of you? Nah, man. <laughs> so you want the, um, to take one of the good crop from the girls who um, don't have the afflictions? Yeah, because it's, like it's, like yeah, it's like when short girls, yeah, they're like four foot, talking about they want a six foot guy. Why are you being greedy? A five foot guy would be perfect for you, sis. So yeah, it's, it's kind of like that. What do you feel about, about that, Mags? What do you feel about that, Mags? What about the tallness? No. 
still wanting a man um, who doesn't have good <laughs> a man who gets to live the life I don't. Do you think it's fair? Well, that she wants good things for herself. Thank you. I like King. how you put that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, I miss you. Thank you very much. Exactly. I want to be with someone who gets to experience things I didn't get to experience. Mm. I can't eat pasta and stuff in restaurants, but I want to see him enjoy the lobster linguine I'm unable to enjoy. Mm. Live vicariously for your man. Exactly. exactly. I, hear it. I hear it, Brent. This is why white girls what what they want. Mm-mm. Right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Super. This is why black men want what they want, right? They say don't work both Do you know what? Fair, actually. Yeah, that's fair. No, so when you say white girls, I just want to take it out, man, and it's uh, triggered me. <laughs> I feel like when I get my man, I don't care who dates who. <laughs> that's everyone's business. You can date wherever you want to date, because I'm already in my, my home. But um, yeah, to be fair, actually, yeah. Yeah, maybe they want to get to live. They want to enjoy a racist-free life through their partner. Yeah, they can do that. I'm here for ease of love, man. It's an everyday struggle, love. So if that means, you know, you get to see your wife enjoy white privilege. <laughs> go forth, King, because you'll never experience that. So you might as well enjoy it through her. I hear it, man. Watch her send a couple of emails and stuff. Watch her be a Karen. And you know you could never be a Karen. I love that. I'm here for it. All right. Good morning, um, <laughs> uh, Davina, Charles, Mark, Danny, Omega. Good morning, Everest. Good morning, Amy Snow Globe. Good morning, Christopher. Good morning, Abby. Good morning, Crud Crew. Good morning, Crucial J. Good morning, Life of Budge. Good morning, um, am I pronouncing that right? Life of Budge, or is it B-O-J? I said B-O-J is pissing off. Mm. But I think it's Budge. Okay. I think it's... I think I've asked him this before, if he's the artist. He's probably said it before. Yeah, I think he has. Good morning, Izzy Bambino. Good morning, um, Purple Hells. Good morning, Dr. Amani. Morning, Dr. Amani. Right, and everybody. Then. How are you doing, Mugs? I'm all right, man. Really, I forgot my phone. Today? Just turn back for it. Do you different us? You know, you don't use sat nav. So mm. how far are your journey did you forget? Did you remember you forgot? This is what I was trying to work out with the mess because I kind of I remembered when I got to my car. So well that's I'm, good. Huh? That's good then. Yeah, but my timing, I was what? I was trying to work out where the 15, 10, 15 minutes came from because the walk to my car was like three or four. Okay, mm. then. Like, in my mind, I'm supposed to be like five minutes late. Yeah, but then when you picked up your phone and you were coming down, were you then on your phone while you were coming down? Because that slows you down. Mm, potentially. Yeah. See, last time I done that, I just came in without the phone and Brent thought I was a psychopath. Mm. And I was going to do it again. But because you drove in silence. You're a music man. I would have gone back before you go back. That's what I'm saying. That's what I thought. That's when I thought you clocked when you went to. This is a scissor song. Mm. <laughs> he said, oh, I haven't got the phone. Yeah, no, but this time I've got to go somewhere after, so I have to go back and get it. But mm. I'm all right. I'm fresh, ready for the world. Love that. No. Love that. Love that. Ready for the world. I was going to ask It feels like Monday. I wasn't here yesterday. Sorry, guys. Oh, no, it's all right. Say it feels like Monday. To me, it does. I don't know what it feels like. Have you seen One Day on Netflix? It's a series. Mm. Is this what? Do I need to? Yeah, it should. No, you don't need to. You don't need to do anything. But you should. It's is that, good. Is that Brent's recommendation? It's mine and all. It's life's recommendation. Good things. I said life's Good things you want. So dramatic. <laughs> good things you want. <laughs> it's so annoying. One day, yeah. You think he's got producer credits on the flipping show? Do I get, do I get a premise or? It's a love story. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Ta-da>! <laughs> <laughs> it's a love story. It's actually, it's really nice. It's really cool. Yeah, it's mostly uh, themes I want to basically chop up. 
Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So if it is that you're up to speed, then it'll be great for you to be involved in the conversation. Because you might have a different take. You might have the same take as me. All right. At what point? Like, do I need to watch this today? I don't know if you could what? get through all of it. Yeah, because oh. like 14 episodes. But it's 25, 25 minutes of pop. Is it? Yeah, it's not an hour. Okay. I don't know why I thought it was longer. Mm. Oh, no, I'm thinking of the auntie's TikTok. I watch a lot of every weekend. Um, it's really good, though. Yeah, just add it to your list. Something What's it to watch. One day. One day. I think it's trending number one when you go to Netflix, actually. It's a white guy and an Indian lady. Well, sorry about that. It's an Asian lady. South Asian lady. Okay. Yeah. It's actually good. Yeah. It's actually good. It's good. Do you yeah. think people need to watch the show to explore the themes? No, but mm-hmm. it would be nice because I want him to use names and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The references that yeah, he's like, Oh, yeah, yeah. Going to bring. Yeah. But yeah, man, all right. Let's get into our headlines. Let's go. All right, so our first headline. The United States has drafted a United Nations Security Council resolution calling for a temporary ceasefire in the Gaza Strip as soon as practical and opposing an Israeli ground offensive on the southern city of Rafah. So the draft, which has been seen by Al Jazeera, seen by them yesterday, said that the Security Council should underscore its support for a temporary ceasefire in Gaza as soon as practical, based on the formula of all hostages being released, while also lifting all barriers to the provision of humanitarian assistance at scale in Gaza. Reporting from UN headquarters in New York, Al Jazeera's diplomatic editor, James Bayes, says that Washington's draft resolution appeared to show a significant change in language. He goes on to say, for the first time, the U.S. is proposing the word ceasefire, even though this is exactly what Keir Starmer was doing yesterday as well. Um, That is significant because Israel did not want the word ceasefire in any resolution, and now it is the U.S. which is proposing it. It's not clear whether the draft resolution will be put to a vote, but we will keep you guys updated. Next headline, big trigger warning on this one. Um, Police have named three young siblings that were found dead in a deeply distressing incident at a Bristol home. Officers were called to Blaze Walk in the Seamills area of the city at 12.40 a.m. on Sunday after receiving a concern for, welf- for welfare call-, call. The three children found at the property had been named by police as siblings, um, Faris Bash, um, Jory Bash, um, and a nine-month-year-old called Mohammed Bash. So um, seven-year-old, a three-year-old, and a nine-month-year-old. A 42-year-old woman has been arrested on suspicion of murder. She remains in police custody at hospital in a non-life-threatening condition. Chief Inspector Vix Hayward Mellon from Avon and Somerset Police said that post-mortems will now take place to establish the children's cause of death. They are likely to be completed by the end of this week. Sad news. And the last headline, also um, trigger warning on this one, guys. And Constance Martin, who's 36, and Mark Gordon, 49, are on trial accused of the manslaughter of their newborn daughter, Victoria. This is the... um those, the bad people. Yeah, exactly. So wealthy aristocrat Constant Martin told police that she debated whether to cremate her baby girl with a bottle of petroleum. That's what a court heard. The 36-year-old and her partner, Mark Gordon, 49, are on trial at the Old Bailey in London, accused of the manslaughter of their daughter, Victoria. The court had previously been told that the child's body was found amongst other items in a bag days after the couple were tracked down by police following weeks on the run between January and February of last year. In a recording from March 2023, played to the court, Martin said that she kept the body because she wanted a proper burial but didn't know what to do. She also told police that I don't know if you found 
I don't know if you found there's a bottle of uh, petroleum in the bag uh, because I debated. Sorry, that uh, is actually in the thing. <laughs> but anyway, because I debated whether to cremate herself, c cremate her myself, get rid of the evidence. But I decided to keep her because I knew at some point in the future I was going to be asked about it. But I just didn't know what to do. And that's it for the headlines, guys. Do people get less time for going into detail like that? I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't think so. I've been caught. They're probably just thinking, yeah, no. I suppose they've got nothing to lose. Have you ever stolen anything in your life, Esther? Maybe like a bag I didn't pay for. That is what, by accident? My intention did not pay for the bag. <laughs> oh, have <laughs> I stolen anything by accident? No, have you gone into a store with the intent to steal something? And no. you have succeeded. No. How about you, Emmanuel? Oh. Mags? Mm, yeah. Is Maybe. it what? What is it? Like sweets and stuff? Maybe, yeah. yeah that's me too, isn't it? But as have a, you. As a kid. Have you elevated? Have you. <laughs> to like what kind of goods? <laughs> have you up transit? To like what kind of goods? Yeah, that's a, that's good. what kind of goods would you steal as an adult? Like, you, you have you ever seen the, like, the shows where. You walk in and then you put on clothes under your clothes and then walk out. To see uh, the, the stores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. How about you? People do that a lot, though. I'd steal it, though. As in what? What do you mean? Not to do anything. As in more recently? <laughs> you don't yeah. want to put it... You don't want to be incognito. <laughs> like, I'll take it. So we have the tag out. Let them know, yeah. I'm, I'm walking out like with this guy in the garden's eyes whilst you're walking out. Yeah, what? Do something. <laughs> like I'm, I wouldn't walk in anywhere with the intentions to steal anything. But if and the I, spirit hits, <laughs> no. If, that, if I saw an opportunity to take something and I could get it for free, why wouldn't I take it? Mm. Like anything as well. Even if it's a, I never had no intention of getting it at all. Say I saw something, and like I don't know, the, the air tag thing wasn't on it, or the security yeah. thing wasn't on it, and I was like, oh, okay, okay. fine. That's I guess that's mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not finders keepers. Find That's basically. <laughs> Basically, I play finders keepers. In a shop, you know. In any, in any establishment, <laughs> apart from my people's houses. That's so is funny. it due to your rearing that has you not looking to go in and five finger discount things? Was it good upbringing? Was it the fear of your mother? Oh no, I just I've never been like a thief like I that. I hear you. I've never been like a thief. I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> For some people, it's not a case that they need to steal this. They just have to. It's just a power trip. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are they called Feel mischievous. Crypto maniacs. Is that what mm, Yeah. Well, there's, yeah. there's, there are those, and then there are those who, I want to live by my own law. Forget the law of the land type mm. of thing. And that, that's the vibe you give me sometimes. So I wondered why it stopped at just um, trapping. No, because I don't know. I think it's just a different mindset of the thief. Is a different mindset. It's a bit so. degraded. I don't know. It's just weird for me. So like I, I said, I pay for that. So why am I? It's yeah. a flex to pay for it. I I just don't. I just wouldn't walk into a, a situation with the intention of saying that. Like, oh, I'm, when I go into the shop today, I'm gonna steal something. That's not. I don't understand that mindset. But if I, there was the opportunity to get it, if the opportunity arose that I can get it for free, I'll take it. You've stolen pharmaceuticals before from other people. Though. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, it did have a tag on it, and it wasn't in the store. <laughs> but you've you've taken stuff from people that didn't belong to you. That's that's different, though. Talk to me through how that's different. Because it's not. Um, if I've took something off people, it's not hard working, innocent people. 
<laughs> so the shop is? Huh? The shop is? The the store store is. Is. Yeah, the store. Sainsbury's, Tesco. Yeah, that's somebody's business. MS. Biz- that's somebody's business. The government's business? It's not a government. Yeah. The, the people Pub- who are teething from us, the taxpayers. So, then what are you advocating for? So, why aren't you a pickpocket? I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just pushing <laughs> Why questions. aren't you a pickpocket? Before, we, before <laughs> we jump into the topic of the day, it just came to my head this question. So, I'm just asking, just throw it into the room, innit? Yeah, no, again, everybody's different, but I think people's establishment should be respected. You get me? Uh, yeah, if you're gonna. Wait, but is it you don't have fair trade in it? Use your coin. I hear you saying the establishment should be respected, but how come the people who had a business but didn't have walls around them? You decided, yep, yeah, I'll have that. It wasn't illegal. It wasn't illegal business. <laughs> so everything in the illegal world is up for fair game. game. Up for of course, it's all fair game. I can't tell you nothing. It's all doing illegal stuff. What kind of rules are you talking about? Fair enough. And Fair enough. Honor amongst thieves. Yeah, I hear mm. you. And you've also been stolen from, right? I mean, potentially. Yeah. Do you feel like a victim? Mm-mm. How did you feel? Just sad. Sad. <laughs> 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 ah, thank you very much for entertaining me. <laughs> did I press the button? No, no. you did not. <laughs> Times Finance scans his olive bread as regular bread. <laughs> <laughs> what? You know what, fair. So what? So what? Finan, answer this here. So you take two breads to the thingy then? No, no, no. No, no, no. Listen, give Finan his... Thieving accolades. Oh. No, no, because you know it's one of those where you have to enter it. Enter it. It's like when you get pink lady apples, but you say you're the Granny Smiths. Oh, because you get loose apples. Mm. What loose bread it's is it? Finan's getting loose bread. <laughs> 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 you know? Oh, the bakery yeah, ones, the, bakery the special part. bakery yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Pardon me, sorry, sorry. You can do it with fruit and veg and stuff. It's easy. It's like with the self-checkout. You think you want me to type in avocado? <laughs> like, you're not sure mind. You're just kidding me. That's going to be like six quid as well. You're so cheeky because they didn't ask you to type it, just press it. This is just Mm-mm. right there. <laughs> no, that's too easy. Is that you go in the bag. That's so funny, man. So you lot are not mistakenly taking like salmon and stuff. Listen, I should be mistaken. <laughs> salmon is flipping expensive. I'm telling you. I used to waste salmon back in the day. I remember when I was on um, what was that on? I was. Re- I remember I was recording with two queens in the party, man and um, Leah and and black girls living, and they were rinsing. They were like, "You're wasting salmon," but this was like back three years ago. Mm-hmm. Now. Crazy. If I'm not sure I want to eat the salmon, I'm going to take it out of the freezer. It's <laughs> stupid. Too expensive. It's so expensive. It's actually crazy. Hmm. But I wish I had it in me to do that. Though. Like, I'm... I get, the things I get convicted about, I find it I find it interesting. Sometimes I'm more compass. Because I've walked out of shops. You know when you're holding something, you forget you're holding it. Mm. I've gone back to pay for it, you know. Yeah, that's good, though. But then sometimes my moral compass should hit <laughs> me somewhere else. If I walked out of the shop I for, and I forgot to pay for something, and I remember I'm outside the shop, why the hell am I going back for? It's like it's happened now. <laughs> That's, that's it wasn't even intentional. There's, there's nothing to feel bad about. <laughs> it wasn't intentional. It was a genuine accident. There's not even there's not even nothing to feel bad about here. This is just life. This is what happened. So why not take it back next time you're going past that way? What are you, how are you talking about? <laughs> why would I take it back? <laughs> it's mine now. <laughs> that's true. Possession. Nine tenths of the law. <laughs> now I find morals so is funny. Is that still a thing? What? Is what a thing? People used to always say possession is nine tenths of the law. And it's, it's nine times the law. Nine tenths of That's the law. Saying. So if you got it, it's yours, basically. 
People are finding crazy ways to be thieves. Just say you want to steal. Just steal in peace, man. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, no, no. But no, man. Yeah. Yes. Our topic of the day. Quick question, yeah. Obviously, we've spoken about assimilation, integration, all that type of stuff in the show, yeah. And we've typically kind of spoken about it from our perspective as black people, this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. But the question is, as people who, you know, born here, grew up here, whatever it may be, or at least been in the country for, I don't know, decades, whatever, do you feel like the government should kind of test those people who want to, or who claim that they want to integrate into society? So let's just, so you know, like them asylum seeker tests? Yeah. Do you feel like they should be a thing? Now having to do it. They having mm. to do tests yeah. to or get into society. Mm-hmm. The citizenship tests. Yeah, exactly. That's if the, I come here for an asylum, I don't have time for exams. I'm on the run. <laughs> I think I've got time to be studying. But don't I have to prove that what you're saying, your story is legit. Yeah, so you can contact. What's his name? You can contact the people that have ran me out of town mm-hmm. to see if it's real or not. But telling you what colours and the Union Jack doesn't prove that I need asylum. Mm. If I have, if I know the answers to the test, you yeah. should be, you should know I'm a fraud. Because mm-hmm. you're telling me in all my runnings, I had time to be studying. Well, it's two different things, right? Yeah. So the citizen test is, I think those people who are not asylum seekers yeah. as such, right? Um, I feel, I feel like, I could be wrong, but I, I'm kind of speaking generally here. A lot of them are already in the country okay. and they're just trying to get permanent stay and stuff mm. like that. But asylum seeker test, or questions that they ask you yeah. may be like, okay, why are you in the country? Okay. What's the circumstances? Why are you leaving? Like, who's after you? Oh, yeah, that's, that, that sort should of happen. Stuff. Hmm? That should happen. Cool. So you're asking if that should be optional? I'm, I'm saying both. So both of these things. Because, but essentially, mm. when you're opening the door to, even though the different circumstances, yeah. they will come into society and with time, I guess, integrate. Mm. So do you feel like these tests, which kind of test if somebody's story is valid and, and whatnot, I would have thought the other one would be happening anyway. Like, knowing why you're coming here. What, the asylum sick one? Yeah. Yeah, that happens. happens. In my mind, that's an interview. So, as soon as you come, we need to know why you're coming here, who you're running away from, like, know whether there's holes in the story, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I feel like that should be an interview. That's a questionnaire sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I think... They definitely do that, though. But with the citizenship one, I don't know a lot of stuff about the UK. I don't know... citizens don't. Yeah, Union Jack is a flag. But there's a lot of things I don't know. Never been on London Eye. Can I just think, what if I need a toilet? (laughs) <laughs> like there's a lot of stuff I do I might do it this summer but I, there's a lot of stuff I don't know mm. so I don't know like it's not stuff that's going to help them integrate into society though okay how many people are having conversations all you have to do is tell them listen here we talk about the weather a lot keep the weather up on your phone mm-hmm. and you're you're a Brit mm. you're good to go alright the reason why I'm asking because um I saw a clip obviously this clip was probably taken out of context I think yeah. I put it in the dot Brent if you don't mind playing it but generally the gist of it is it's um, Nick Ferrari so he's a um, presenter on LBC Mm-hmm. And they're talking about that guy. What's his name? Is it Abdul Azidi? You know the the guy who did the acid attack. Oh and yeah. He's on a run. That allegedly is dead now because he was in the Thames. Exactly, but they found his body. That guy. They haven't so found his body. No, they haven't. They haven't. Remember they, they found like two bodies in the Thames. Nobody's found. That man is around. <laughs> that man is around. Anyway, that 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 gentleman there, right? Who who obviously he's got like a messed up face, whatever. Anyway, people are still looking for him. Him. Apparently, according to this clip, right, um, I, th- I believe he came in a, came in as an asylum seeker. Okay. And I think one of the reasons he gave, according to this clip anyway, again, it's just a, a small snippet. Um, even if it's not accurate, let's kind of assume it is, right, just for the sake of the conversation. Um, he's pretty much said he's converted to Christianity. Okay. And in his hometown, his home country, 
He's been persecuted, hence being on the run, needed to flee, help me, England, right? That sort of thing. <laughs> so in a situation like this, right, do you feel like there should be tests to prove your Christianity, if that's your story, to get into the country? My thing is, and I might sound like Christian Sunak and Suella Braverman and then, if you're being persecuted as a Christian and stuff, there's no other neighboring countries you could have gone to, all the way, all the way before you found England. The other, Christ- the other countries that allow Christians, mm-hmm. so there's none of them you could have found. To be fair, yeah, we've, we've, we've mentioned this quite a few times, isn't it? and I think <laughs> I mean, everyone has And that. sometimes I think we're Christians as well. In that part of the trial and tribulations that gets you rewards in heaven. <laughs> so, it's very you know. <laughs> I know, because I, I told you guys, at my church, every week we, t- we pray and we talk about, like we get live... Um, information about people who are being persecuted who have who have to go to jail and have been in jail for 40 years and all that kind of stuff like mm-hmm. their true stories they running i'm not saying you shouldn't be allowed to run mm-hmm. i just think that there's other countries you could have got if if this is the grounds mm-hmm. well, maybe because i'm clouded because i know what he did mm-hmm. and i knew that he was a fraud okay yeah that's maybe that's probably yeah. why but i think i always think with asylum and stuff anyway there's other countries before you get to before you get here mm-hmm True. But no one ever stops in those countries. But there's other countries where you can actually succeed and stuff. And I'm sure they must have asylum-seeking oh, yeah, privileges. But no one ever stops in those places. It's always, I'm going to go to US and I'm going to go to England and France. Mm. I guess so. Um, I just want to read something quickly. And this is like some um, some law firm's website. And basically, they're just kind of... Well, the, the headline is basically... Um, how to claim UK asylum on the grounds of religious persecution and religious conversion. So pretty much they're just saying, under the UK's immigration law, you may be granted permission to stay here as a refugee if you're not able to live safely in your home country because you face persecution there, including on the grounds of your race, religion, nationality, or political beliefs. You may also pers- you may also face persecution in relation to your gender, gender identity, or sexual orientation. So obviously, as you can see, there's bare different things you can pretty much claim under, right? For all of those things, though, do you feel like they should be scrutinized, proper scrutinized? Or do you feel... Because obviously, I, I guess pe- some people may say you have to tread kind of lightly, you know what I mean? Like, it's traumatic, things of that nature. Like, how do you draw the line between being sensitive to someone's trauma and also trying to figure out if this is real? Because you're letting in somebody like Abdullah Zidi and you come into the country and start killing people or destroying people's quality of life. What are you asking? Because I don't understand because... Yeah. Why wouldn't it be regulated? If there's a, how how are they supposed to control if mm-hmm. who who comes in if there's no kind of regulation? So whatever mm-hmm. the regulations are, whether it be their test or yeah. their interview or whatever it may be, that's how the that's the process yeah. for how they decide who gets in it. So mm-hmm. if you take that away, what's the process? No, I'm not, I'm not saying take it away. I'm saying should they be harder the tests? Ah, yeah, because like Brent, if you don't mind, play the clip, please. Um, Nick Ferrari is in the is in the um. Yeah, to be anti-Semitic, or certainly to be able to single out... Why do you suppose it's cool to be anti-Semitic, or certainly to be able to single out Israeli citizens in the world of comedy? Well, it, yeah, it's fashionable. It's, it's... <laughs> Wrong clip. I don't know what happened there. Anyway, basically what he's saying is... <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how it came to the Ferrari as well. But anyway, what he's basically saying is, <laughs> if this is the case that we're testing, right, and this guy says he's a Christian, yeah. then let's do Christian tests. Like, tell us about the Ark. 
Tell us. <laughs> Tell us about the guy who won the way. Who sons? But that's that's not really the the basis of entrance into Christianity, though. No, yeah. but what he, he obviously he's making jest of it, but he's basically saying, "Let's how do we find how do we out?" That? No, like, but do you yeah. know what? Do you know what that gets tricky there? Because if I if someone comes and says that they're running because they're um, homosexual, how are we proving that? Mm. You want to see have sex? That. Actually, none of you answer that. None of you. No one answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot who I was in the room. Yeah. It, it becomes tricky. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, people have people deal with trauma and stuff and trauma might be why they're running away. Mm-hmm. But you still, we still need to know, the re- like, we still need to know that you are saying what you're saying because you could really just be lying. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think there's ways to be, like, sensitive to people's trauma because mm-hmm. it, I think you're you're sensitive to it by not mocking it, by not mocking them. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you have to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, with Christianity, I think that, that, that's a, like a slippery slope. Only because, <clears throat> um, let's say five days before, yeah. they got saved. They mm. may know nothing about Christianity at all, but this particular visiting preacher or this person who spoke to them, yeah. they gave their life to Christ. They know nothing. And then as soon as it is that they gave their life to Christ, Let's say whatever forces in that particular um, country is there looking to just wipe away these Christians. They've seen this guy or this, this family also in the midst of that particular group yeah. and they've all run, right? So he's now fleeing, his family's now fleeing because he's now a persecuted um, fella. Yeah. Right? That's why you can't ask them questions about Christianity because he just got converted. Mm-hmm. Is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's a bit slippery for me, to be honest. Yeah. Five days, and I think also as well, you got to. It could be. <laughs> it could be yesterday. <laughs> Christianity in five days, days on the front days of contentious religion, but. But you know what it is though. <laughs> in some of these countries, it's hot, you know. But that's it's the thing. It's, it's mad. It's a hotbed. But that's what I was gonna say. But that's what I was gonna say. That could be the. Sometimes it's the same in homosexuality. No, yeah. I heard that. As soon as it is, you <laughs> let it <them read>, like, <laughs> As soon as you convert. <laughs> yeah, no, but you say yeah, that though. Even the, even the sermon I was listening to this morning, the pastor was talking about a guy that he knew actually from the UK. And when he, he was he was Muslim and when he converted to Christianity, his family actually wanted to kill him. Yeah. So it can be like that, like very quickly. Yeah. But I think I think with the Christianity thing, if you look at if one, if you look at where they're from, mm-hmm. you will know because the statistics are there. Like there's a lot of Christian charities and stuff that work in different countries and they will let you know that nine out of ten Christians get get killed. So if we know that's where you're coming from, mm-hmm. We can believe that, but what makes it tricky is if now someone knows that that's the way to get in and they lie about it. But I know, but then you have to. I think you you got to live in a church and stuff like that. You be a Christian <laughs> somehow. Do you get what I mean? Like I feel mm. like yeah, you, you if you have to do like you do church work and I'm sure they could sign you to a program mm-hmm. where you're working in a church and stuff like that. Mm. The truth will come out because the devil can't stay in the church long. His mm. body starts to get hot. So <laughs> that I feel like that's the way to to deal with that situation. Okay, okay. Um, there's another story that's somewhat linked to this, right? And basically, I, I'll just read part of this headline. So a group of overseas students who were wrongly accused of cheating in the English language tests they were, that they were required to take to renew their st- study visas have launched legal proceedings against the Home Office. They're seeking compensation for unlawful detention and loss of earnings. Yeah? The government has made payments in at least two cases, but lawyers have expressed frustration at the government's refusal to agree a standard settlement scheme for wrongly accused students, which they believe would speed up the process of securing justice. This this particular law firm, they're representing 23 students who have already won immigration appeals and overturned the Home Office decision to cancel their visas and cheating allegations. 
and is pushing for the department to treat this as a group action, right? Long story short, do you feel like this may sound a bit about a, a bit weird, right? But do you feel like these people have the right to say to a government in a country they're trying to get help from that you guys are wrong for for saying I'm cheating? Number one, I mean, obviously, if I'm not cheating, yeah. it's wrong. But to then ask for compensation in the country that you're trying to get to, like. Can't governments just say, no, we don't want you? Or, you know what I'm saying? Can't they just change their minds? Like, yeah. How, how much autonomy should governments be able to have? I think you should be allowed to. I think if someone slanders you and whatnot, you should be absolutely allowed to take action. Mm-hmm. Just because they're not, like, you don't, you're not from their country or whatever it is, doesn't mean that you, can, you should be able to get away with it. Because mm-hmm. that just blurs, that blurs the lines for yeah. injustice. 100%. So essentially, you can get away with something because... Because then people can then be treating immigra- immigrants or people who are, don't have papers mm-hmm. any which kind of way and be like, well, they're not technically citizens here, so you know I can do how do how I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if you're if you're a governing body, you need to make sure you dot your eyes and cross your t's. And so if they feel like you've there's slander and there's racism and all that kind of stuff. Then they they need to be held accountable for that. Then it's their own fault anyway. It's when they when they sat down, right. whenever they was making their rules, boy. <laughs> These are the things that they put in place, isn't it? There's mm. there's rules and laws that countries have to abide by. You get what I'm trying to say? There's there's laws and and privileges that citizens mm. have got 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 rights to and got the privileges of, of of using. You know what I'm saying? So if you go through the proper means, mm. then I suppose it's all above board, isn't it? And that's the country's funny, lying. Yeah. The country's lying. If they're saying I've cheated on my test, I've done this, and you're lying, mm. you're lying, isn't it? So what do we yeah. do? Just because you're the country, you're <laughs> I can't. There's no. Yeah. You can't be. Above reproach, you get what I say. Hundred percent. Mm. That's I find it funny because they they did a whole come one, come all. This is a place where dreams are made of, and you can come here and be a better person. Now people are trying to get here to be better people. Mm. They're acting all confused that you're getting better applications. <laughs> well, they they would argue at different times though. At different times, had different needs. You know what I'm saying? So yes, we wanted you people, certain people, to come at this time. <coughs> After we had enough, <laughs> we don't want as many anymore. Plus, we want certain demographics. Plus, we want certain skills. Do you not have the right to ask for such things? No, because you're using them for wars <laughs> as well. When it was time to fight, you weren't doing all this stuff. Okay, okay. Do you feel like, you know, like in a similar way, to you, you get yourself a job, you have to do a test maybe, or interview, whatever whatever the testing um, thing is, right? But they have you for probation, a probation period. Do you feel like that should be a similar type of thing here? So yes, you pass your integrational test, your English test. It is though, if you get into criminal records, if you get two things too soon, I swear they can revoke it. I swear there's like a. I guess if it is, I guess if it's extreme, like um, criminality and stuff, right? Yeah. But what if it's just your level of inter- integrating into society? Because you know, understand people have been here for let's just say 30, 40 years. Can't speak speak no English. Don't care to nothing. Do, do they pay their taxes? Maybe. Some of them probably don't work because where you working with <laughs> no English? So it might be, you know, situations like that. But if you're getting somebody who, for example, said all the right things on the test, and then you've come, you've seen them after, you called them in after five to ten years, and all the things they said they would do after five to ten years, they've not done. Do you feel like government should have the right to say, you know what, we gave you enough time, you need to leave now? This is outside of asylum cases. This is just people who want to, you know what I mean, get permanent stay and stuff. Right so because they didn't achieve their hopes and dreams, they've got to go home now. Of integrating. <laughs> of integrating. Not, not hopes and dreams of... Being a, a business entrepreneur, or whatever, just integrating. You know what I'm saying? It's harsh, isn't it? <laughs> 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 I'm like, that's a bit. 
Reason why I'm so asking, why, what's the standard mm. that you can set for integration that you can say, okay, in five years time, this, okay, we talk about learning the language. Yeah. Well, um, getting a job, um, maybe visiting a few cities, <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe doing an updated test and seeing if you know more things about the country. I don't know. Stuff like that, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it's harsh, man. If they're paying their taxes and things. Okay. I'm asking this question. Some some related to something else, right? Um, Christy sent me this. Big up, Christy. And basically, there's a new law that's kind of changed in San Francisco, right? And this is about a woman. She's an immigrant from Hong Kong. And she's become the first non-US citizen appointed to San Francisco Election Commission, right? So um, she's not a citizen. Bear this in mind. She's not a citizen. She can't vote. She's only been in the country for five years but she will sit on the committee in charge of San Francisco's election process. So obviously this is, I guess, a way for her to integrate into society and, and I guess people like herself to bring them into society, right? That she can relate to. But there's one thing that I wanted to mention. Where is it? Um, somebody basically mentioned that. Imagine, let me read this tweet. So basically, Kelly, her name's Kelly Wong. Um, she came to the US in 2019 from China. She isn't legally allowed to vote but she'll be overseeing and creating policy for the San Francisco Department of Elections. She's, she, Wong is, immigrants rights, is an immigrants' rights advocate who wants to educate other immigrants who don't speak English about the voting process. That's basically her role, right? And this person saying, imagine that people who don't want to integrate by doing the least and learn the national language will be deciding on the future of an American city. I don't know why they assume this person can't speak English and, and learn the language, whatever. But do you feel like people who have come into the country should be allowed to have this much responsibility in the country, at knowing they can't even vote, knowing they're not even citizens. Does that make sense? Or is this just, yeah, is this stupidity? People who are not from the country coming into the country to vote. Mm -hmm. So she's an immigrant. Are they citizens though? No, so this particular person, she's not a citizen. She's an immigrant, she's been there for five years, can't vote because obviously she doesn't meet the criteria of somebody a citizen or whatever. Um, but she's going to be um, creating policy about voting, about elections, and how they're going to be carried out in San Francisco. Even if you don't want to um, use the exact scenario, do you feel like there should be people who, let's just say, have come to the country, let's just say they're still on student visas, mm. they should be allowed to be on s some sort of panel or board to kind of talk about how the country should be run in, with regards to certain people? What is, is, that, is that their expertise? Um, it might, it might be. I don't know, but it's still not your country. You're still, you know. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't think I agree with that. I think if unless it's like a matter of like to do with immigration, where they need consulting and stuff like that on it. Mm -hmm. But it's a bit weird for someone who is not from here, doesn't understand how this land works and whatnot, to then come and be an MP, mm -hmm. a local MP. Mm -hmm. But then it depends how long they've been here as well. And why don't they? And why don't they have citizenship? Because they could, they could pass or meet all the criteria to be a citizen, but their thing has just been approved. I'm just I'm not allowed. Mm -hmm. She's probably working towards it at some point, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But I, I guess overall, what, what it's saying here is pretty much. If you know that she's gonna be a citizen, mm. does it make a difference then? I mean, I, I think you should become, because <laughs> you know you may be setting the, a certain precedent. But you know what the thing is. Um, to me personally, yeah, I, I feel like this is one of them laws that can help black people. 
if we tend to look at it in, in that through that particular lens. Because you've got certain people, like you rightly said, what if you're qualified in your home country in a particular area and you can come and put in certain laws so that the immigrants who come to that particular area can maybe just, just can find life easier. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Because I, I, I feel like the the idea, the, the narrative or, or the belief right now is that this is a crazy law that will pro- probably further subjugate black people or people who don't necessarily have the most in San Francisco um, who feel like they've, they've been disenfranchised already, but yet somebody from the outside you're allowing to give say on, on certain things, how they run you know, that particular state or, or city. But if we had somebody doing the same sort of thing, Surely that this could be a law that kind of helps us. You know what I'm saying? Because apparently here it says San Francisco passed this measure in 2020, which removes the citizen citizenship requirement to serve on city boards, commissions, and advisory bodies. You know what I'm saying? Or almost like imagine you're 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 what do you call it? You're not a citizen yet, but you've got a child that goes to primary school. Wouldn't it be a good thing if, for example, you're able to be a governor in that school, even though you're not a citizen? Yeah, right. Well, that of course it would be. Yeah, that's the kind of how I'm seeing it. But yeah, I guess overall and generally, what what I'm basically asking is just how much, how much stock do we put on um, integration and also what sort of things should we put as barriers to make sure people are actually integrating? If it is you're coming to the country and saying that you're going to integrate, someone in the chat said I, I might be coming across mad, but I think they need to have a job and pay taxes. As, as I guess that would be proof that you're integrating into society. Otherwise, if you're just staying in your house and your kids, I guess, benefiting from being in the country, you don't speak the language, you have no intention of speaking the language. Essentially, you're kind of just drawing resources from the country. What have you contributed? Everybody else's taxpayers is going to you to claim benefits or to, to claim a particular accommodation or whatever it may be. Well, they're better than people that's got a family, but your kids, so your kids are things say that, but the mum doesn't speak the language. Mm. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, it makes sense, but I'm just basically seeing, trying to see it from the other perspective and asking, are there ways that we can kind of, I guess, help those same people but still be fair so that it doesn't look like people are just messing up the system? Because, you know, people who are looking for excuses will always think of people like Abdullah Zidi, for example. So what's your rules for, Im- for immigrants? Um, what, do you, what do you think they should be doing in order to be here? I think the current things that they have is, is kind of cool because at least you, you're asking them questions, you're seeing what's good. Asylum thing, I think as long as you're an asylum seeker, um, this country, like every, like most countries, I guess, have agreed to certain requirements, um, a certain amount of people that they, that they guarantee safety for. So that needs to stay, the asylum stuff, as long as you can prove or, or just say what your situation is, believable, make note of it, help them, you know what I'm saying? But the whole right to reside, permanent stay, and all that type of stuff, I think if we're saying this is a thing of this person wants to be in this country, I love this country, and you want to integrate or even assimilate into the system, I feel like it, it wouldn't be a bad thing if you came back years later to see how they're doing well in that particular thing. And then, uh, if they're not doing well, remove them? No, I mean, if, if they're struggling for whatever reason, you can assist them. But if you go out of your way and think, wait a minute, this person's kind of just using and abusing the system, why are you here? Because I'm kind of saying as you say this is back home and we've opened the doors to you and you said, yeah, you want to integrate into Nigeria, you want to integrate into Ghana, whatever it may be. And then all of a sudden we're seeing that you're just using the resources in a country that's really needs 
what I'm saying? That that needs the help. Why why are we just keeping you here? I, I could try, I can understand it from the citizen's point of view. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But yeah, that's kind of, I mean, to be fair, it's kind of different because Africans didn't come to the UK to start pillaging and, and taking their resources. You know what I mean? Europeans did this. So if we are coming here in, in huge numbers, we've got to look at those factors too. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that's that's pretty much. Yeah, so I that think. wouldn't be for anybody that, so your, your things wouldn't be for anybody that got called over here basically then. What do you mean? The generations that got called, that got asked to come here. No, 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 no. This, this is more so. Yeah, no, no, not those people. No, not at all. Because you asked us to come in it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. If I choose to not integrate, I think that's fine. Because <laughs> I never asked to, to come here. You asked me, and I said, okay, cool. I'm, I'm going to perform the service that you asked me to perform. Everything else is my own business. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's just the risk of those who are asking those questions, who are asking for those services. That's just what you got to deal with. But if I'm coming knocking on your door, then I think everyone has the right to basically scrutinize who's coming in, who's leaving, things of that nature. You know, at, like I said, at very least, if if you believe somebody's story and they're struggling to integrate into the system, I think just having a catch up every five, ten years, whatever it may be, you can better assist them in doing so. Because there's so many people out there, even citizens who don't even know certain things you have you have rights to. You know what I'm saying? That, that you can claim, that you can get assistance with. Um, yeah, but because they don't have access to certain services, if not integrating properly, no fault of their own, they don't know who to ask. And, you know what I'm saying? Certain questions, they're just not asking and they're just struggling more. So, so yeah. That's pretty much my stance. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right. Let's get to our next headlines. All right, so um, next headline. Remember the guy we were speaking about yesterday? Um, Alexei Navalny, the guy that was, um, what people believe has been killed in Russia. The guy that Brent said is uh, a racist. Um, his widows come out and basically said, look, I vow to continue his work to fight for a free Russia. So she posted a video yesterday. And her voice, sometimes shaking with grief and anger, Mr. Val Miss Navalnaya, um, asked viewers to stand alongside her and share the fury and hate for those who dare to kill our future. These are her words. She also accused the authorities of hiding her husband's body. In her video message posted on Navalny's YouTube channel, Ms. Navalnaya said, three days ago, Vladimir Putin killed my husband, Alexei Navalny. Putin killed the father of my children. Putin took away the most important thing I had, the person who was closest to me and whom I loved most. She promised to continue to fight for our country and added, we need to use every opportunity to fight against the war against corruption, against injustice, to fight for fair elections and freedom of speech, to fight to take our country back. Russia, free, peaceful, happy. The beautiful Russia of the future of which my husband dreamed so much. In the video, Ms. Navalnaya said that she knew exactly why Putin killed Alexei three days ago and promised to release the information soon. Next headline, trigger warning on this one, man. This is sad, man. It's about Trisha. I think it was just last week we mentioned her, just randomly. But Trisha Goddard, who's best known for hosting the talk show Trisha, has revealed her cancer has returned after previously being diagnosed in 2008 and recovering from the illness. The 66-year-old has been diagnosed with secondary breast cancer, meaning the disease started in the breast and spread to another part of the body, for which there's treatment but there's no cure. In her case, the cancer is in her bones, specifically her right hip, 
And this is what she was saying in an interview with Hello Magazine. Goddard was told of the news 19 months ago, but has only now opened up about it. The mother of two said that she's keeping the, she was keeping the um, illness a secret, but it was becoming a burden. And while she was nervous about revealing the cancer's reemergence, it needed to be done. But yeah, man, hope, hope, hope she's well and hope, you know, she can recover ASAP, man. And our last headline, I'm not too sure if you guys saw this video. Brent, there's a video, um, I think there's a video anyway, in, in the doc here. And this is about um, a crash that happened in Birmingham. You guys see it? Horrible. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you know mad. Very, very Brent, mad. Cut, please. Might be an article, actually. Very, very mad. But yeah, man, a man has died, unfortunately, and two people are in hospital. Trigger warning. I wonder what speed he was. Trigger warning, about to play a video. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can see why someone died. I saw, some, I saw a tweet about the guy who died was meant to get married today. Yeah. That's what I saw. Why is he, he driving so fast for? Was he being chased or something? Doesn't even really look like oh. it. So sad. Was he trying to kill himself or something? Who knows, man? There's not even no. There's not even nowhere to. There's not even nowhere to run. Like, there's, there's no space. No, there's, there's, no no space. space. There, there's no space for all that. Nothing. Nothing. The person said that was sad. person was suicidal or something, man. So horrible, man. That made no sense. Yeah, this Audi crashed into a number of vehicles on Soho Road, Hansworth, at around eight twenty p.m. on Sunday. Police said. A passenger in his 30s who was in a stationary vehicle sustained serious injuries and has now been pronounced dead. Imagine, minding your business. Two other people were taken to hospital to be treated for injuries. A 25-year-old man has been arrested on suspicion of causing death by dangerous driving and was taken to hospital for treatment. He will be questioned following his treatment. And the West Midlands mayor, Andy Street, said on social media that the crash resulted in yet another needless death due to Birmingham, um, due in Birmingham because of dangerous driving. Yeah, that's it for the headlines, man. Praying for the families of the victims. Yeah, man, that's horrible. Such a waste, isn't it? It's horrible. But yeah, it's time to pay the bills. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Into Word and Road. Do you guys watch Drink Champs like regularly? I haven't in a while, you know, but I used to. Yeah, Benzina's on there. Well, he's yeah, he's on the latest episode. Cool. Um, he was talking about his quote unquote beef with Eminem. That was before my time. I don't know what the beef is about. But decades ago, no. Yeah, but he was talking about that. But then he kind of broke down talking about it. Mm. Um. And people were talking, like, obviously people have been, that's been a talking point. But I'm here for men showing their feelings, man. I think it's out of order that, you know, we kind of make jokes about these things. Clearly something that bothers him. Um, yeah, man, he's on there. And he did post, why are you guys laughing? Right, as usual. What did Brent do? He's causing trouble. Oh, sounds about right. Sounds about Brent. 
but um, he posted, he posted something where someone posted something saying, I see a lot of people laughing at Benzino crying. I don't find that funny at all. I seen killers get emotional and start breaking down in tears. Crying don't, doesn't make you weak. Crying is just a human emotion. That's true. Don't get, don't ever get it twisted. Uh, man will cry right before he push. Okay, I'm just gonna put that, that that goes against everything that's just been said. But he reposted that and you know was like love bro da 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 da. But it is something that you know he said he is he does want to sit down and have a word and kind of just talk it out with Eminem and whatnot and yeah man. But well, that's what he wants. Yeah, he said oh, he, he was not opposed to that. Like, if that if they could do that, that'd be good. But essentially, that like, this has been going on for too long and yada yada yada. So yeah, yesterday I also told you guys about um, Elsa, who called out Naomi Campbell for I don't want to say bullying, but I guess blacklisting her and all that kind of stuff. And she posted a video on TikTok. That video's been on there for like an, a, a week plus. But because people were too worried about her, how she was creaming herself. Obviously, it went viral differently over the weekend. Um, Carl Langston is short. And then she obviously had some follow-up tweets, which I read yesterday. She's taking, every, she's taking it all down. And because Naomi Campbell threatened, allegedly threatened her. So basically, um, she says, I stand by my words, content in my decision. This is what Elsa says. I said Maljimbo, it's Majimbo, sorry. I stand by my words, content in my decision. The tweets are deleted due to seeking peace, not fear. And she said, you all need to understand this is something that has that happened since I was 19. My goal now is happiness. And then someone said, don't be scared, Elsa. Tell us, did she harass you into deleting those tweets? Please reply. Okay, I'm leaving that bit up. And then um, Elsa said, LOL, no. She threatened to sue and post screenshots. Over time, I asked for help. I asked her to help me with some older white executives that were trying to sleep with me. I'm now moving on and leaving it in the past. Naomi's not been in charges. She's not. I think it's a bit wild. If what else is saying is right, in that there's conversations between her and Naomi where she's trying to tell Naomi about this white older man that's trying to sleep with her and whatnot, and Naomi thinks that's the kind of screenshots to put out to discredit her, that's wild. That does not help the whole you on Jeffrey Epstein's island. Does not help. But anyway... But then, um, yeah, and Elsa's only 22. Very young girl. But she says, um, I was in shackles for three years. The brand and campaign deals are the money I just paid for my freedom. More to come, and I would definitely prosper and be a bright star. But all the best to Elsa, man. I'm glad that she spoke up. I think it's very important to find your voice, especially at such an age. Um, and like she said, God is the one who's in charge of her career, not, not man. Mm -hmm. And also, people have not been minding the business. What conversation did we have the other day? And I said about my new business is very important. I can't remember what conversation it was. There was also a tweet, and someone asked, oh, "What is your best? What's your biggest contribution to the world?" And I said, "Mine is minding my business." This <laughs> next thing is literally that because you lot are dying for it, and I just think I need you. Oh, people are so miserable. Misery loves company. Patricia Bright. This is about Patricia Bright. I don't know what people have against Patricia Bright. I don't know what it is. I don't know why she irks use lot so much. She's just living her best millionaire lifestyle. She's living her best millionaire life. I don't understand why she irks people so much. But anyways, they've been speculating about Patricia Bright's marriage. Because it's got because it's clearly got everything to do with you. It's got so much to do with you. Some girl had the audacity. Don't like, don't be deleting tweets now. Don't delete it. Stand in your truth. She tweeted, yeah, 
Patricia Bright, this is a complete stranger. She doesn't know Patricia from nowhere, like, doesn't know her at all. She goes, Patricia Bright is going to regret leaving her husband so much. Having a successful and loyal husband while being in the influencer industry, good luck to her to find another one. She doesn't know whether Patricia and Mike broke up. She doesn't know what the dynamics of the relationship. She doesn't know anything about these people other than when she sees them do get ready with me as a couple together. And you've then gone to say that it's going to be the biggest regret of her life. What's going to be the biggest regret of her life? Because anyway, I was going to tell her, but you know, I let her do. She will have the day she deserves. So obviously she was getting cooked. She had one one retweet and like over 200 quote tweets. It was not a good day for her. Um, but anyways, your one, Patricia Bright has kind of responded. So essentially it's because she was in, she traveled, she, she's been traveling quite a bit and whatnot and blah, blah, blah. There's just been a bunch of speculation, which I just think is not necessary. And I think that when you, when someone reports on their marriage or you think that someone's got problems in their marriage and you're very happy to jump at that gist, I just think you're miserable, in my opinion. Um, but anyways, Patricia Bright posted on one of her posts and whatnot in the comments and said, y'all are speculating so much, but for clarity, one, Mike's career path requires privacy. That's her husband. So he's not going to be in the videos and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, and respectfully, I'm tuning in for Patricia Bright. I'm not tuning in for Mike. Mike is not who got me to subscribe. Patricia is. So anyway, so she goes, to change means I don't want to share anything about my relationship. Very smart. Wish most of you lived like that. Three, stay for the fashion and vibes. Four, my sister and business are set up in Dubai. So we go there a lot now. Like, how do we live in a world where people have to come and explain their travels and their footprint to a bunch of strangers because you just don't know how to mind your business? Anyway, speaking of my money business, where I want to be, Usher has released his UK and EU dates. 1st of April, 2nd of April, and 5th of April, 2025. <laughs> <laughs> 2025. Which, to be fair, actually, because in my mind, we're still in 2023. Mm -hmm. So as I've said it out now, I'm like, oh, that's next year. Mm. Which is fair. Is it? It is. Okay, okay. Justin Bieber, when he, Justin Bieber was going to do his, I remember mm -hmm. getting tickets for my sister. It was in 2021. Tickets were in 2023. Oh, was it? He okay. was Chris Brown's date last year. Okay. So my sister would have been seeing... <laughs> look how God works. So she was, yeah, she would have been seeing Justin Bieber last year, 2023, Valentine's Day. Okay. But that's when I ended up seeing Chris Brown. And he, Justin Bieber's tickets were two years in advance. Wow. So I get it. And also, he's in... Um, what's it called? He's in... Amer he's in his American leg of the tour from like summer all the way to the end to December. Mm. So realistically, it makes sense. But the tickets are on sale today anyway, quite long story short. Um, I think O2 Priority and Virgin Media, and I think Artist Pre-Sale was on sale midday today, I think. And then the general sale was on Thursday. What is it, Wednesday? No, Tuesday. Yeah, Thursday. But yeah, I will be at that concert. They got him. I didn't even clock in the Super Bowl. There was a couple things that happened. He fell. What was I? What was I watching then? I haven't seen it. It's good. It was actually really good. But he fell because there was a girl who was working. You know, he lost a roller skate. That man. There was a girl roller skating. He bumped into her. She fell. He tripped and caught himself and whatnot. But I didn't even notice that. What was I looking at? And it wasn't even shirtless at that point. And there was <laughs> there was a random guy in the audience that got flung up. What do you mean? Like the crowd is there. And you just see this body like just flying in the air. He wasn't part of the performance. He was a random guy in the audience. <laughs> People were like, Who was throwing him? We don't know. 
I don't because I don't know how he got how he found himself in a position to be thrown. Because it's not that it's not that kind of concert. Mm. Furthermore, people don't hear, you're not an artist, so why are you crowd surfing? He literally just sucked just up in the air. Who knows? And then one of the pole dancers as well fell off a pole. That can happen. Yeah, I didn't I didn't clock any of these things. Oh. Anyway, so that's what's happening. Um so everyone has been talking about Usher coming. I guess he said I mean to be fair, he did tweet. He said London or so he said UK, EU. Of course I didn't forget about you. I feel like three days for Usher is a bit low. I would have I don't know, I would have thought like maybe five, six. I'd say like a full week. Yeah. How many did Chris Brown do? Three. Well, Usher, I think Usher's a bit mad with Chris Brown there. Yeah. Because when he was in breakfast, because he was a bit salty talking about Chris Brown. I remember what he said in his album talking about some comparison. So he basically said, shut up, stop comparing me. Like, there's levels to this. Weird, he's not levels like I am, basically. I don't know what Chris Brown. Oh, because there was a rumor that Chris Brown <laughs> had a five washer or beat him up or something like that. I don't know what goes on in the streets. But anyway, that's ironic, isn't it? Ah, that's it for me. Let's get into people's journal. Welcome to the People's Journal. I give it the news from an economics point of view. So there's a few things, man, that I want to talk about today. It's quite a, it's quite a bit. All right, first thing is, yesterday we, t- we spoke about our sister, Kemi Badenoch, who obviously came out um, put out a thread on X talking about um, Mrs. Staunton's allegations and trying to make it look like she's she's bad in it. And she said, okay, cool. This guy is obviously guessing he's lying, but I'm going to put out more information. Long story short, um, this guy was, in being, was being investigated over bullying claims mm. before his dismissal. So that's the reason why he was caught up in this kerfuffle, basically. Not for any other thing that he's talking about, about how he was told... Um, after some other meeting, he wasn't informed properly. He's just ba- making a bunch of useless and nonsense allegations about how he was treated um, leading up to his um, dismissal. She obviously claimed this is all lies. And this guy is pretty much just trying to get revenge on the, go- on the government because of what happened to him. So obviously she put out the receipts, man. Next thing I wanted to mention is um, the price of baby formula, man, <laughs> is coming under um, some regulatory scrutiny. And this is because obviously everyone's kind of complaining about how it's kind of remained at its historical high. Basically, uh, the CMA, which is the Competition and Markets Authority, had previously identified a 25% price increase over two years with just two companies, um, Nestle and Danone, accounting for 85% of the sales. So obviously these companies are going to get crazy profits, right? But yeah, um, we did mention before on the show about how Iceland said, you know, we're not going to um, sell these products above a certain price. And I think Waitrose and a couple other places, Asda, um, tried to follow suit. But again, like I said, outside of what these individual um, organ- um, businesses are doing, the CMA actually wants to look into this and um, be like, wait, what's going on there? Why is this actually happening and causing people to to have to start um, thinking about whether to choose between baby formula and food that they're going to eat as parents? Just yesterday, we were talking about a charity that met, uh, that basically said that for a lot of people, having a child is financial suicide. So... This is something that will definitely tie into that. Now, here are a few other things that I hope everyone takes note of, right? Um, I have been mentioning before that there's due to be a £300 support payment for those who are entitled to this particular um, uh, cost of living payment. Apparently, what they're saying is some of these payments may fail to land in certain people's bank accounts this week. 
right? So if you're one of those people, obviously chase it up, make sure you get your, your money. I've, I've been saying this since, but they are saying that if you don't get it, we are kind of aware. And this is basically um, something that they're kind of aware of basically. Um, but they are saying it's only going to be a small amount of people who may not receive this particular um, payment. What they are saying is if you miss out on this, on this money, you can report it to, on the government website from the 23rd of February, right? So that's, I think, on Friday or something. Report it from the 23rd of February, and the DWP said it has a robust plan to make sure they send you out the money in cash. So again, just to repeat, just so it's, so it's clear, in case you know anybody who's entitled to these cross-living payments, it's the last payment that you're meant to be getting. It's going to be £299 to be exact, not £300. Um, and some people who are entitled to it, who are entitled to it, pardon me, may not get it. If you're one of those who who is entitled or know someone that's entitled, they received the previous two payments, make sure that they contact the DWP from the 23rd of February and they will send you out the money in cash. Next thing I wanted to mention is council tax. It's going to be going out, man. <laughs> Long story short, there's no, there's no two ways to, to basically um, to relate this information, man. It's going to be going up. And the range is going to be is, is, is nuts. So what they're saying is it could range, depending on obviously where you are from um, zero, obviously if, if if your particular borrower doesn't increase it, but all the way up to 21%. 21% increase. So of course, like I said, it will vary um, quite drastically depending where you are in the country. But yeah, just be prepared for that pretty much. Um, there are certain places that are going to be less than 5%. And this is going to be Rochdale. Uh, the context, so the council tax is going to go up 4.99%. Hartlepool, if that's how you even pronounce it, um, that's a conservative borough. And this is going to be going up under two, just under 2.99%. Tower Hamlets as well, um, they're going to put, be putting up the council tax, but only by 2.99%. And that's alongside um, a 2% social care precept. Um, but they, they're going to be having a relief fund available for those households where the income is below 49 and a half K. So again, Cat Tower Hamlets for those in London, they're going to be putting up the council tax by 2.99%, but it's going to be like a relief fund. So if you're entitled to that, your household is um, has an income below 49 and a half K, you may be able to, to claim some relief. Um, there are other places, man. So again, Cardiff is going to be like about uh, three, I think somewhere... Certain places in Cardiff, it may range from 3% to 16%. But Pembrokeshire, that's the record. It's going to be 21% increase. Um, Scotland, it's going to be a council tax free. So you guys are lucky over there. But yeah, that's what's going to be happening. So yeah, long story short, just obviously stay on top of your council tax bills because obviously the, the new ones are going to start. You're going to start paying them um, from April. Uh, next thing I wanted to mention is HMRC, man. They're doing some underhanded nonsense. They're trying to take people's money. Long story short, they've been accused of some sinister tactics, right? And there was this, there was this scheme that occurred, sorry, that they put out called the loan charge. And effectively, um, it allowed for contractors who were paid their salaries through loans, basically. They were, it allowed for contractors to be paid salaries through loans. So what this meant was basically their particular workplace would give them this loan payment, but you don't have to pay it back. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's a way for you to get your salary, but technically it's a loan. You don't have to pay it back. And there's, there's a reason for it, but basically that's what it was. But now because it's, it's a loan, they're now being taxed on it, right? 
when it should be the employer who's getting taxed who should be taxing it that's basically that's basically the gist of it it's a bit more complicated than that but that's basically the gist of it so long story short those people who are contractors who, be, who should be getting it through their umbrella companies and whatnot um sorry who did receive it through their umbrella companies shouldn't have to worry about anything after they receive their payment just like anybody else who gets their salary however um they're doing some roundabout way where they're asking those um employees or contractors for loans rather than the employers so yeah not looking good for hmrc man um next thing i wanted to mention is uh there's a bit more information <laughs> on this again this this is not strictly was well, definitely not like strictly like finance or whatever but what is what this particular article is basically saying is that men who are going to gym we need to spend twice as long in the gym than women man to get the same sort of benefits you sure what you gonna say? it might be helpful mm, it <laughs> 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 yeah there's not much to this basically but this is a, um, a finding that a study uh, put together and that they pretty much put out there and they're basically saying um, obviously they want everyone to you know be more active and stuff like that but obviously just to bear just to bear in mind that women actually gain twice the benefits from exercise as men do so men, if you want to keep up with your partners or just just survive out there in the streets, <laughs> make sure you're doing adequate amount of of exercise. But um, yeah, there's there's not much else to speak about to be fair. So yeah, that's it for the people's journal. Thank you. Let's get into asking for a friend. All right, I love her. asking for a friend. All right, subject. Side hustle struggle, passion versus paycheck. Hey team, day one listener here. I'm juggling a full-time job with a burning passion project on the side. The dream of being my own boss is real, but the side hustle hustle is intense. Am I better off sticking to the stable paycheck and predictable schedule? Or should I dive deeper into my passion, even if it means late nights and uncertain income? Is there a way to balance both without losing my sanity? Hustle heart. Signed. Mark. Big up, Mark. <laughs> it's not that once. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to say, don't you want to say something? <laughs> 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 you're so silly. I believe, um, yeah. Ah. I believe, you're so annoying. <laughs> I'm a hustler by nature. I don't believe in struggle hustle. But I believe that sometimes the things that you want to do, life does not align for you, for it to make it easy for you. So I think where it's healthy to be to juggle things, I am pro juggling for a future goal. Is that Mark? Maybe it's Mark. Maybe it's Mark. Hello, Mark. Morning, Mark. Nice. It's Gina. Oaks. Morning, Gina. No. Okay. Good, Gina. Morning, Gina. For a future goal. They can hear you. Oh, hi. Morning, girl. You okay? Hello. I'm good. No, Esther finished. I feel like I cut you off, but I just wanted to call. Oh, no, it's okay. Then this is right up your street, girl. So, yeah, I feel like oh. I'm here for working, like, juggling until you're able to be in a position where you that you want to be in. I think if you've got passion, the thing about passion 
if it's something that you're really like, if it's something you're passionate about, something that you really care about, doing a nine to five is never going to fulfill you. You will always feel like you always have regret. So I think that mm. while you can, you need to, I would say, juggle it until you can until you get to the point where you can do your passion full time, essentially. Um. Yeah, what was it? Should I dive deep into my passion? Yeah. So also that's the thing with we're having passions and whatnot. It's not going to be comfortable. It's not going to be, it's not going to be comfortable. And I think that the late nights and uncertainty and whatever is all part of part of the process. I think that if you're able to juggle both in terms of having a steady paycheck and then doing your passion, do that. At some point, one is going to have to give for the other and cross that bridge when you get to it. But that's that would be my advice. I think there's a way to balance it and also factor in rest. Because one thing about me, I want to rest. Because what good is it? My, what good is my passion if I die? So, yeah. Gina? I think he's 18, right? Mm-mm. No. Is it, is it, how old is he? Why do I hear that he's 18? <laughs> I don't know. So he doesn't mention his age? No. No. <laughs> where did you cut that from? Wow, selective hearing, boy. Sorry. No, be cool. If, he, um, if he's actually 18, that'd be so sick. I thought I thought it was, I thought I heard he was eighteen, but anyway, regardless. I oh think... no, he said, "Hey, team." <laughs> oh, I thought you said I'm eighteen. Okay, sorry, but um, my bad. But I think I agree with Esther. I think you have to. Okay, so for me, when I think about my journey, I juggled for time. So like, I started my business in 2012, well, officially 2013, and I juggled until 2017 doing both and I'm not gonna lie it almost killed me and took me out but it's because having a nine-to-five a lot of the stuff you said in it security all of that kind of stuff so I took advantage of that so for me I saved and I saved and saved and saved and and I basically saved I had like a certain financial goal in my head that I wanted to hit before I quit my nine-to-five um so that helped me and then you just have to accept that, like he said, you are going to have the inconsistency. You are going to have good days. You are going to have bad days. But your passion is what should hopefully kind of get you through it. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't say quit your job now just because you're leaning more towards your passion unless you have a strategy and a plan. I think it's it's a, it's a going to take a big leap. You have to have like a big, you have to have faith like a mustard seed. Like you, it, need, it requires so much faith, yeah, to do it. But that's to say that you not that's not to say that you shouldn't do it, but I think I'm also big on having a contingency plan and something to fall back on if yeah. things go less. So for example, I thought, okay, cool, let me have enough money to cover my rent or whatever for the next year or so. So even if I don't generate any income, my bills and stuff I don't even have to think about because I've already got that covered. You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like put those things into place when it comes to like making the the, the shift and the change. And then also have a strategy because one thing I didn't do when I quit my job is I was still treating it like a side hustle. I didn't quit my nine to five and then start treating my business like a nine to five. I still kind of treat it like a hustle. Do you get what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like there's so many things I didn't put in place within the first year. And I just thought, Gina, wait a minute. Like you don't have the security blanket of your job anymore. Mm -hmm. So the the way you kind of used to be able to like dabble or like, not be a hundred percent and not have a structure so like because I'd worked so hard juggling for years when I quit I was so tired like you see tired with a T several T's on the end so like my first year I was just like yeah 
I'm just going to wake up when I want. Do you know what I mean? I was so scatty, but I kind of needed that because I was so overworked. But I feel like that limited me in terms of like having structure and a routine. And do you know what I mean? So yeah. these are just things that I think you should consider before taking the step. But I, I'm, I'm obviously a firm believer of doing it because I've done it. I've been self-employed for seven, eight years now. And... I, I can't see myself going any going back to working and whatnot. And like obviously my passion is what I followed and it's worked. So it does definitely work. But I just think really think about it thoroughly, have things in place before you do before you do decide to do it. And I think finances is one thing that you need to really, really think about, especially because of the current climate that we're in. Bro, we're in a recession. Right. So like money, money's money's a real thing at the minute. So you just make sure that like your finances are covered regardless of whether this business takes off or not you're good that's what i would say i agree with that boy i agree yeah i think said i think gina hit everything on the hit the nail on the head man perfectly yeah man yeah i mean she's a perfect example for the question that was um solid advice yeah. Oh, I miss you guys. I know, we miss you too, girl. Miss you too, man. When you when, <laughs> when you when you put him black up. Next black week, up. I'm there. I'm oh, there. Yes, okay. love it. Well, I have to have you on the phone, babes. Um, what have you stolen mm. in your life? <laughs> oh, that's easy. Yes. Um, teeth, nothing. I I said that's easy. Oh, I've stolen a few things. Talk to me. When I was younger, I was a bit of a thief. I'm not gonna lie. When I was a <laughs> Gina, I was no, but you know when it's you know when it's it's dumb things fingers. though, like because it's, it's things that you can actually afford. But in your head, it's like, why am I paying for that though? Like, mm. I could just nick it. But the dumbest thing I've stolen, and this the reason why this is dumb because I, I got caught for it. Oh, is um, no, nah, it was it was so embarrassing. I stole a you know M and S. Yeah. Have you had their like cookies from the bakery? Gina, I was it too. The white no, chocolate I stole one? it, and I, yeah, I stole Gosh. the milk chocolate one. Like literally, put it in my pocket in my blazer. Like, oh, that's ooh, so yeah. good. That's <laughs> so I, good. You, you think when I work, work walking outside security, <laughs> oh. like, he dragged me, <laughs> dragged me, and I got banned from the store. And the thing is, I was like, I can't call my mum to come and get me because she just. I had money in my pocket, so it's it's the the cookie was freaking forty p. So what were you doing? This is down. the thrill of it. It's the thrill. I'm not gonna. This is what I'm saying. It's not like I didn't have money to like the things I used to steal were not things I couldn't afford. So it's fun. just you wanted to be bad gang in it. Mm, excitement. Yeah, but I I got caught caught stealing a cookie from M and S and I got banned from the store. That's so funny. But that that's the dumbest thing I've stole. But I stole other stuff. I stole. Coke. Wait, you stole food. <laughs> Yeah, literally. But this is what I'm saying. But that M&S cookie is slap, though. I can't lie to you, man. But it's it's fitting for who I was at the time. Like, I was in my chubby bag. So it made it with Girl. To be fair, salmon. Yeah. We don't steal enough anyway in this country, in my opinion. I don't steal enough anyway. I think the only things okay. I do still now, yeah, is like the bags. Like I don't scan them. Oh yeah, yeah. You know when you go to like as then them lot. I just, if you want to call it theft, then fair enough. But yeah, I ain't scanning those damn bags. Yeah, I hear it. That used to be ten p, and now they're like thirty or fifty. Bye bye. It's crazy. It's actually mad. We got a question on the um. Enoch says random one, but does the TDA team still have a nine to five? 
how do you manage this and your nine to five? Brennan Marks only to answer as I know they do other projects. I still do. Um, time management, that discipline and time management. I live on a schedule. I wake up. At the time I wake up, it's one of my biggest flexes. Mm. I do this, I do my nine to five, and I go to the gym four or five times a week. It's my one of my biggest flexes. And I'm someone's child. Do you know why it's a flex as <laughs> Because you know why I think it's a flex as well, yeah? It's because you're punctual. Like, mm. I live by a time. No, you, no, you are. I was so impressed. All right, all right, Brent. Is that what you're meant to make us feel, man? Thank you, Brent. You cannot, you cannot shame the shameless, Brent. So continue. <laughs> no, not for you. Brent it's more said so... that's, you didn't say that's your own. <laughs> Can you imagine? That was a straight. No, I... Can you imagine? I didn't even mean that at all. <laughs> Whatsoever. Oh, this was no, just but to I, highlight I, I... and champion Esther. Thanks, no, but Boy. she she deserved it because her 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 timekeeping yeah, is man. is something I wish I wish was was ingrained in me. Yeah, that's actually how I yeah, get it. To be honest, it's literally the discipline of it all and time management and structured structured please, living. Please, please yeah. let me stress again. This was for nobody else. I just realized how many streets that could have been for. It is for nobody else but to champion Esther. I beg you. I know you, you don't even look like, huh? what are you even talking about? It wasn't for you. It wasn't for Emmanuel. It wasn't for Tina. He said, when you for, listen back, it wasn't for anybody. Don't, don't worry. Me. What did you say about me? Don't worry. He didn't say anything. Didn't say anything. <laughs> didn't say anything. I just realized what it could have come across as. His heart is palpitating. No, it's just, okay. it's, it's just me projecting. Don't worry. What's the question? You know what I mean? What's, literally, it was honestly nothing. It really was nothing. No, actually, honestly, it honestly wasn't it's, nothing. It's, 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 there's someone in the chat snitch. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, so that's that's how I would say it. So that's why I give the, the guy the advice. I think sometimes the things that you want to do, passions that you have, you have to kind of make sacrifices. Mm. And I think sometimes, I don't. I personally think that everything comes easy to you and you have to make sacrifices, but also now the sacrifices are temporary and temporary doesn't mean six months. Like Gina was saying, it could be for years or whatever it is, but no, no, if no, you no, know sorry, what guys. you want... <laughs> Why am I catching strays? What happened? <laughs> oh my days. You literally said you didn't catch strays. Don't believe them. You didn't catch strays. Because oh, if I didn't make that comment, no one would have, no one would have, what's it called? No one would have flagged you. Know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I feel like you've got to make sacrifices for the things that you want to do. But I, I'm also a believer, and if you have a passion for something, why what happened? What the hell? It's not down, is it? Mm-hmm. Not the system down. Still you hit your quota for the horns. Wait, you can still hear me, right? Yeah, here we are. What was that? But um, what was I even saying? I think, yeah, I feel like oh. if, if you're someone who's got passion for something, yeah, you will never be able to, this is my honest opinion, you can't, I think that you will struggle to live every day knowing that you never followed the dream or the passion mm-hmm. that you had. And I, I can't imagine living like that. So balance it. Until you can't. I want to do a top of the day about that. That'd be good. About what? I want to heat people up. <laughs> Not you. What? I'm looking at you only because you turned around. What is wrong with me today? Let me keep my eyes closed. What's the topic of the day about? I just want to know what you said. About passion. What she just said. About the passion and not following your passion and regretting it, isn't it? Mark, are you not in the room? Because I don't know what's going on. I was... I had to just have my phone to my ear. Mm-hmm. I was listening to something, so I literally never heard no oh, words. Okay. Was it some research? Yeah, I never heard. I had never heard no words that got said. That's why I'm totally confused. <laughs> okay, that's fine. You're forgiven. 
Yeah, that would be a good um, topic, topic of the day, actually. Yeah, because I too suffer from that. Like, I can't imagine a life where I, mean, I can't follow through with the things that, yeah. that haunt me. I can't. I couldn't. I would honestly feel like my life. Like, what am I here for then? Mm-hmm. I actually was thinking about you when I was think- when I was saying that when he was when I was reading about him, his passion <laughs> and stuff. And I just thought, nah, man, you can't. You can't give up on your passion. Like I know yesterday I said, if you don't tell people you love that like, you love them, you're gonna regret that. But this you definitely regret. <laughs> you definitely, one hundred percent. You be on, because then what? Like what? And I think you always find yourself in situations where it's just like I could be doing this, I could be doing this. And I would tell you firsthand, based off things I haven't pursued that I wanted to. You will watch other people do it, and mm. you will be like, it's a, it will, it's like, it's a reminder that you never did what you should have done. And I think that hurts. What is so? Uh, when is when is when is your cutoff point now? For for when to stop your passion? Mm. I was chasing your dream. When you start. So we've kind of spoke. We've kind of spoke about this, isn't it? Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, yeah. Ref- I was gonna quote you. Um. <laughs> when you start to send people for money up and down, up and down. The street, <laughs> <laughs> that's when I think. Yeah, I think when your passion starts inconvenience the people who are close to you's lives as well. The people you love. People you love and it starts to destroy your friendships and stuff like that. I suppose that's a good way of looking at it, isn't it? It is because yeah. it's your burden to take, isn't it? This so is it. whatever you can, whatever you can suffer and this whatever you can persevere through, that's fine, isn't it? Yeah. When your dreams and your and and your hopes and goals start yeah. to affect everybody else, everybody else, and have people in your life, yeah. maybe that's when it's time to say, "You gotta make a sacrifice now." I've got decisions to make. Yeah. It's tough though. It's tough. It's, honestly, I think having dreams, having feeling like you have a calling, having a passion, having talent having a gift that you want to share and stuff like that, it can be, it is, it's a tricky thing, but I would always say balance it as long as you can. Because that will teach you as well different, different, like teach you, teach you different skills. Mm-hmm. Do I you couldn't get have me? got a job when I was trying to be a rapper. What, where? Mm. Mm. See? Like, yeah, retail. What? Retail, you could have gone retail. You could have been stealing from in a bus. <laughs> <laughs> no, I couldn't have. <laughs> Fucking gangster, what are you talking about? I didn't see that. Huh? <laughs> see that. What does that mean? What does that actually mean? You want to get like the bus ca- shut up? Oh, is that what you mean? <laughs> what are you trying to? What are you talking about? It's real life shit. It's real nigga shit. What's the real tell where? I didn't connect. I didn't connect the dots. No, you connected it. <laughs> You're saying wherever you went, obviously it was a, a minefield. People could just basically shoot anywhere where you are. Basically, mm. So you want the Kaiser Soze type of fella? Who's that? Uh, Kaiser. Kaiser Soze. What's that mean? Like. The fact that you've corrected me, you know who Kripa Kaiser Souza is. Yeah, but what do you mean a Kaiser Souza like the pretending to be Apply it. Try to apply it. I wasn't pretending to be something. I wasn't Okay, like the mastermind behind All right, the, in Mr. The... Conductor. Nah, I wasn't. <laughs> 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 nah, that wasn't front line, yeah. Was foot soldier. <laughs> <laughs> it's giving truly humbled under God. <laughs> Love that. No, nah, thanks, but where, how's that gonna work? And you know, and a lot of it is um mindset as well a lot of it, a lot of it because there's especially say in our field and our in, in rappers when we was coming up building the industry there's a lot of us that had popularity mm. and notoriety whatever we were all these words but no but we wasn't it wasn't monetized wasn't earning from it mm. it that's the next situation mm. that's the next situation to be in again to be popular rest of the tale but you're not earning from it you get me so then when you're popular in that and no like Obviously, people got bills they got to earn it, but even you, you don't want to 
when you said retail, what you think I want to be in JD Sports and a man walk up to man and do that? Oh, bro, go on, like this not, this don't, this don't make no sense. This don't make no sense. We're not doing this again. I didn't connect the dots, obviously, because when you say rapper, I'm thinking if I'm a rapper, can I have another job? Of course I can. But you're saying I start off as a gang member. This happened to rap. Yeah, <laughs> that's very different than just being a rapper. That's true. Yeah, but I mean, there's different. There's certain artists, especially when you when you go into that road rap and that kind of music, there's certain things that these men are saying and want and want and whatnot that we're listening to and buying into. I feel like we want it to be in and of the lifestyle, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. You can't be telling me about all this nonsense and then you're, and then you're putting up the JD Sports for that. You could be mm-hmm. a coder, a crypto oh. trader, you could be an accountant, you could be quite a few different jobs. Yeah, but that's not what we want at the time, innit? I'm saying even for the consumer, even if it was for me listening an to something like that. Handling and I don't want to listen to I'm not going to want to listen to an accountant. Rapping or knowing that he wasn't a captain, do you know what I mean? That's funny. I don't want to listen to the captain rapping. <laughs> I don't know. This is how you perceive content, I guess. <laughs> that is so funny. I perceive a in any way. I'm just the saying, the amount of a thief. If I'm just a road up, I want it to be road man, isn't it? But obviously, I think that's the English mentality because Americans, they was rapping and working. You wouldn't know. You know what I'm trying to say? Like when mm. you with the persona, with the image that they put out there, you just see like a gangster rapper. It's not until you take a peek behind the curtain and just see what's going on. These men was all working. Like um, you know, Rick Ross was working correctional mm-hmm. officer. Like you get me. These men would work in McDonald's and hustle and rap till they blow. In England, the mindset, the man wouldn't, man yeah. wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, that's not really the, that's not the man's mindset. They're not doing that because they're saying this they're authentic. I'm saying like this is. True to my word, I'm in the streets. Mm-hmm. Funny you say that because there was this whole tweet with is it Desi Banks that ah someone wants Comedian to guy. join? Oh, John what? Discord. Requested to speak, Femster. Femster, get back on stage. I'll put you up. Um, and it basically, I think he like, he's a millionaire now, or something like that. But he was talking about apparently in the interview he said something about like when he was with his girl, she didn't. She basically she didn't believe in his whole comedy thing and whatnot. Wanted him to get a job, blah blah blah. But now he's a millionaire. And people, and it basically started a whole conversation. And now people were like, this whole thing about trying to say, like, oh, she should have stuck with me, da 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 da. Like, bro, get up and pay, like, do something that makes you, that brings in money where you can pay the bills and chase your passion at the same time. And there was guys who were saying that as well, where it's difficult. Like, how long do you want people to, to follow, to chase, um, to believe in your dreams for when they're having to shoulder so much burdens because you're chasing your dream kind of thing? But so it's just funny because I think he's an American guy. I think the mindset is just how it is, but yeah. But they have to hustle. They have to hustle probably a bit harder in America, isn't it? Mm. But that whole chasing your dream shit's nonsense. Even though supporting people, like, <laughs> what do you mean? No, like there's got you got everybody's like everybody's story's different. You know what I'm trying to say, like so you can't you can't look at someone and say, oh look, they done that. So that's not really the rules. Everybody's story is different. You can watch somebody's story your whole life and it never happened to you. Like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, so even for the people involved in that, there's no real wrong or right way to do it. Like, oh, you should be supporting them. Oh, you should wait the 10 years, you should wait the 20 years. Everybody's got to do what they got to do in it. Like, if you miss out, like, you miss out on it. Like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, so his dad did miss out because now he's a millionaire. But at the same time, at the time, when it was going through, food needed to be on the table, bills needed to be played, and you couldn't maintain. She couldn't live through that. Like, like it is what it is. But I'm not. I'm. I. I don't know how long you can support someone. How long you can support someone's dreams for? But I'm gonna assume everybody's mm. levels level, levels different. Isn't it's it? a lot. When you think about you with the dreams, it's difficult for you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's days you wake up and you're thinking, is this even worth it? Is mm. it that? But then you expect someone to be there for you, and just straight up 
be comfortable with you, but you're not even experiencing those emotions yourself. So where's that from? Uh, some memory from Gina Obeng. I don't know who this is. Gina Obeng's um, page. Yesterday was my last day as a probation officer. Oh, sweet. Sad face, nervous and excited is how I feel as I close one chapter and embark onto a new journey, a new one. Juggling nine to five alongside two businesses over the last three years has been a tiring but rewarding experience. However, I've finally taken the plunge with nothing but faith in nothing my promise and my own ability. I step out of my comfort zone to give my brand nothing but all of me. This is something I have struggled with for ages. But this year, this year's motto is to feel the fear and do it, do it anyway. anyway. And I know God's got me. I strongly believe that if it doesn't scare you, you don't want it bad enough. At this point, I want to celebrate my success. The fact that I've managed to grow a brand to this point whilst holding down a full-time job, in my opinion, is incredible. So just imagine what I'm going to be able to do with more time on my hands. That's 2017. That's mm. amazing, man. Look yeah. at that. She's setting out events left, right, and center. It grows a no, you want to know? You know what's so funny though? Yeah, it's the fact that this was literally the seventeenth of February. So like, mm. it's oh, this season. That. Yeah, that's what's crazy. I quit my job this, like, basically this time. Yep. Seven is it seven years ago? Yeah, seven years ago. Yeah. So it's so crazy that obviously we spoke about it, and then when I went on my um. I went on my Snapchat, and then I just, I just saw it as a memory, and I thought, oh shit, look at that. Amazing, I love that, man. Anyway, sorry. Enough about me. As you were. <laughs> love it. All right, Mark. <laughs> I hope we've helped you. All the best, hun. And yeah, let's get into our last headlines. All right, guys. All right, sorry. Femster just wants to chime in. Mm-hmm. He's now back. Okay. Is that Femster because you're Femi? Uh, good morning, Femster. I think so. Is your name Femi? First of all. He has to join. Okay, now he's up. You should have heard that. Okay. I think I'm up, right? Yeah, yeah, you're up. Okay, great. All right, this is different. Can you hear me? Yeah. We, we can. We sure can. Is your name Femi? Okay. It is Femi, yeah. All right, cool. They got Femi. Yeah, morning. Yeah, you're right. Um, just a quick one on what you guys are talking about. Um, I'm not really into the whole creative um, stuff, but what I would say is that one of the things that I did when I was um, switching over from being a sort of a permanent worker to contracting is that I there's something called when I first started contracting, the contractors will tell you there's something called a, a FU fund, basically. Sorry, I'm just moving from one room to another because I'm working. There's something called a FU fund. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. The F, uh, so the that FU, means as in, there's a okay. fund. Yeah, like, like FU. Like there's a fund that you keep aside that any employment that you're in, oh, you can literally say FU to them and walk out, basically. So if you're looking at, you know, I'm not really a creative person. I've, I've been working, like I said, permanent. Then I moved to contracting, which is a massive step because when you're contracting, literally, they could say to you the next day, uh, yeah, we don't need you anymore. And that's it. All your income is gone, basically. 
You see what I'm saying? You always have to have at least enough funds to know for this many months, I can survive with, without nothing, basically. That's my biggest advice. Always have something set aside to say, if it's for three months or for six months, say, yep, I can burn through these funds without working and I'll be cool. So you always have to have that saved up in anything that you do. And it's really difficult and it's something that we don't really teach, you know, in, in school or our children or whatever. People always thought, oh, you have a, oh, you have a passion, you have a dream, go for it. But at the end of the day, the bills have to be paid, you know, mm-hmm. especially if you've got, you know, families, if you've got, you know, investments, not, not even investments, if you've got things that are on credit or anything like that. You know, you don't want to be depressing yourself because of money. So always have a set amount aside and say, look, this is what I can afford to pay. This is, and you, obviously during that time, don't increase any bills. Don't add any more stuff that you, that's unnecessary. And that will make your life so much easier. It will, it will let you rest at night knowing that, you know, I'm following this thing I want to follow. But I know that for at least six months, I've got this covered. Always have that aside. It's called the FU fund. And also for PCI employment, that's that's your fund to set aside. So if your employer is pissing you off or someone at your work is pissing you off, you can just literally say, you know what, I don't really need this job. I'll go and get another one. And that's yeah. That sounds so it's pretty privileged good. though. What about, because I, so? I, would, I would say probably 85% of just creatives, especially in the performing arts and stuff like that, that's coming from grind level, wouldn't necessarily have like, savings and stuff like that you get me have because that yeah but then, if you've got that, if you've got that FU to... money if you've got that fund behind you that's enough of a big, bigger structure for you like that doesn't necessarily speak to the struggle that means you can push your money and invest in yourself and then you've got an easier a leg up already on whatever your passion and your endeavors are whether it be whether it be the need for studio time equipment mm. hiring people like doing that kind of stuff that's that seems sounds like an easier role it's more speaking to the, the struggle where people are moving living hand to mouth paycheck to paycheck singing knowing that they're talented or whatnot 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 do you know what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. so what about those people then that ain't that can't have fu funds yeah but then Miles, but then that goes back to your point that you made originally which is at the end of the day you've got to decide what is the limit of your of your funding you see what i mean like when it gets to the point where you're stressing because you can't pay your bills mm. you've got to make a decision i know many people or many friends who have been involved in music and creative stuff and they didn't they did it for like two years you know literally you know living like you're saying hand to mouth hand to mouth and unfortunately eventually they just had to say you know what i need to get a job to support this even if you get a part-time job or something you you, you know what i've been to a lot of comedy shows you know people like um i forgot what his name is people so many comedians have told, told you they've been bus drivers on the side you wouldn't even know They've been um, this on the side. They've been working in in call centers on the side. Just something to to keep you know the income ticking while you're doing it. You can't just unless you're like really really getting there. You can't just say you know what I'm just gonna bin off everything and just just go it like that like what you're saying. If that makes sense. Okay, I heard that. Someone said you never even answered this question, hey, man. What question? Oh. Yeah, but you know what? Mine's, I guess, is exactly the same with Esther, man. Just obviously, my time is not as great as Esther's, but <laughs> <laughs> it still allows me to, um, to, to, I guess, push certain things back in it because I can work at certain hours that I, I choose. And so um, I can kind of free up the morning. In it. But sometimes, if I've got meetings, or whatever, I do have to leave 
like 10, 10 30. So obviously we make adjustments, man. So yeah. Mm. Pretty much the gist of it. Mm. Thank you, Femi. All right, how do I get off this stage? Thanks, hon. <laughs> <laughs> Was it difficult finding your way? No, 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 it's all right. Everyone who explained it, yeah. And someone else in the chat explained it as well. Okay, thank it's you. Good. It's good, it's good. Yeah, I need yeah. to do uh, like a tutorial. All right, thank you, Femi. I'll kick you off. Yeah, that's true, actually, because when I tried my first time, I just thought, I don't know why. Obviously, I know it's an audio app here, but when you're not used to how something works, you mm. just think there's visuals. <laughs> and I just thought, hello, I'm dipping my voice to this kind of thing. But yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, man, was it headlines, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. So, last headline, trigger warning on this one. The button? I think yes, it did, sir, you, know? you did. Yeah. And you know, I was randomly, um, what do you call it? Like, I randomly um, stumbled across this particular headline, yeah? Yesterday about obviously the f- whole Philip Schofield thing, and I was thinking, for real, this this young guy never said anything about the situation. It was just pure speculation. Long story short, mm-hmm. it's emerged that Philip Schofield paid a six-figure sum to this younger male colleague that he had an affair with, as part of a deal include including a non-disclosure yep. agreement. Of course he, did. of course, yeah, he did. He was mm-hmm. living with a guy, allegedly. <laughs> Question, um, Marks Emmanuel, mm. did y'all take the money? If what? <laughs> what? If what? I'm sorry, you just read it. Imagine the story. like, don't you dare say what I think you're about to say. <laughs> Why can't you ever place yourself into positions? <laughs> There's certain things certain you can't positions fit. don't Certain positions. It's impossible. Last guy that did you. feel away even looking to participate in the exercise? Mm? You'll feel away even looking to participate. Is, is it like a gate? A gateway? No, it's just that because obviously when even though it's hypothetical, we're logical thinkers, isn't it? So when you put yourself in that situation, you say, okay, put yourself there. Okay, well, I wouldn't have been with Philip in the first oh, place. You're <laughs> the money. So then you're a limited fella. Yeah. Wow. Said this, that's what you Fair want to call it. Mm. Fair enough. Fair enough. You have yeah, weaknesses. Yeah. Mm. Fair enough. How about you, Manuel? <laughs> Very much the same weakness. Never weak too. Well, let me make it clear today. I'm very weak in those areas. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and I have no intention of strengthening. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Ooh, My question <laughs> was, if you were in that particular lifestyle, yeah. you're in a position anyway, right? Mm. You are what you are. Mm. You love who you love. Mm. You're attracted to who you're attracted to. Mm. And you know the game. Mm-hmm. You know the, you know the industry. Yeah. In fact, you probably bobbed and weaved into that position so you can get... <laughs> you can get it. <laughs> and you got an opportunity to get a, a six-figure sum mm-hmm. and just sign NDA. Would you take the money? No one already. He's already getting hotted up. And nobody cares <laughs> when I talk yeah, about it. Yeah, that's true. Nobody actually. cares whether I talk yeah. about it. If I was your little girlfriend, I'll take the money. <laughs> <laughs> what am I in it? Like, like you said, yeah, no one's actually been asking for the guy to do an interview, to say anything. You wouldn't never think. I would say there's a lot of things that I could live a double life if we wouldn't have a damn clue. I'd be a sugar baby, but with no sugar. I think if he if never had an NDA, he could have got paid for a tell-all. Definitely. What about Daily mm. Mirror and them? Yeah, I think he could have got Actually, six yeah, figures. Yeah, the sun would have paid good. Six figures. Yeah. Uh, but I have mm. a feeling because the me- mainstream media has basically just reversed completely. Remember there was a time when he was, he was getting hotted. Mm. And now, all of a sudden, he's not. He's even getting sympathy. Mm. I have a feeling that he's like, if I go down, 
I'm gonna be pointing names. Pointing yeah, fingers are gonna be calling names, and them mainstream media papers and whatnot. I believe that there's some they have execs. higher up to hundred percent. They're pointing together. That madness. Cause think about how long like they didn't. There was internal investigations and nothing was being said. Even like when he would, because they obviously had a separate. He said they had a separate apartment to where he lives in the fields and whatnot. But the guy was always there, and the guy would get a lift to work, and like the guy would get picked up. So there was hella enablers all up in that building. That allegedly, guy man. was the nation's sweetheart, Mister Schofield. The yeah. nation's sweetheart. They yep. kept him. They kept it. So I do believe sweet. that he has secrets. That time he's like, hey, if you if you pop mm-hmm. me down, huh? You're all coming with me, yeah, boy. These cards are coming, just like how. Who was that? Epstein. No. Oh. The most notorious fiddler in the UK. Okay. Remember? And he was in all in the police departments and all sorts. Carrie Clear? No. Um, the bigger one. Jimmy Savile. Oh! Yeah, Jimmy Savile. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you have Westwood. the king of pop and then you have the king of... <laughs> he was, he was that. And he was everywhere. All across industries. Have you watched that documentary? Have you seen that? Crazy. It was wild how popular he was. He had like the, he had the streets. Imagine he was he on could just TV do what he wants. Hey, hey, come here, come here. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, I'll come and visit your school. Such, 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 such. Crazy. And they all knew because they were all involved. Mm. They were all involved. You don't think that can happen today? I think I it's do, still I think it does happen today. today. Yeah. It's still happening today. Yeah, That's why Epstein got got. Mm. I think that Epstein was like, if I go down, all of you are coming with me. So now all we've got to do is have, we've got a list of names and we don't know what the information is behind the names. Mm. And I think it's only a matter of time for Ghislaine or what's her name. Mm. I think she's going to speak because she's not liking the way they've been, she's being treated. And she's going to stand up for herself soon. It's mad. It's a damn shame. But yeah, man, um, the substantial payment covered the young man's legal costs and also included compensation for the loss of his job and his home. This is what the lawyers of um, Schofield confirmed. So having hosted day. Having hosted the daytime show this morning for more than 20 years, for those who don't know, Philip Schofield quit in May of 2023 following reports of a fallout with his co-star, Holly Willoughby. A week later, he publicly admitted to an unwise but not illegal relationship with a former male colleague and stepped down from ITV altogether. Next headline takes us to Mexico. According to official stats, the number of African migrants who arrived in Mexico last year was nine times higher than the year before. Figures released by Mexico's Interior Department at the weekend show at the, at the weekend show that um, almost sixty thousand migrants arrived from Africa in two thousand twenty-three, a, a huge jump from the previous year when there was only six thousand five hundred people. Um, the head of the mission, head of mission at the UN's International Organization of Migration in Mexico, was speaking to, new, to BBC's Newsday program and said that most of the, the migrants came from Guinea, Angola, Mauritania, Senegal, Nigeria, and Cameroon. She said that people have people leave their countries for many different reasons, and it tends tends to be complex, anything from generalized violence to extreme poverty to political upheaval, and of course, and of course, there's also the effect of climate change and natural disasters. The grand majority of African migrants that arrived in Mexico in 2023 do not wish to build lives there and are looking to cross the border into the United States. Hmm. And the last headline takes us to Afghanistan, where sad news, at least 25 people have died after a landslide caused by heavy snow swept through a village in, in Afghanistan. So far, eight people are known to have been injured in the incident, and there are fears that the death toll may rise. Officials say that the weather has hampered rescue efforts, with helicopters unable to land and snow blocking up all the roads. Those who have managed to reach the village in the eastern province of Nuristan 
were forced to use shovels and axes to dig through all the rubble. Jamilia Hashimi, who is the provincial head of information and culture, was speaking to agency AFP and said that the, the and said that the snow was continuing to fall even as people were trying to reach potential survivors in the village of Nakre. He added that modern equipment, tools and facilities are not available for the rescue operation. Landslides, avalanches and other disasters are not uncommon in Noristan, which is a, uh, which is a mountainous uh, region covered in forests near the border with Pakistan. And that's it for the headlines, guys. It's time to pay them bills. Question. Mm. So... Y'all are like King Jong-un with the power in a country. Mm. What kind have... of questions? What kind of sleep did you have? Um, what, <laughs> how did this pop up? It's because you mentioned um, the Africans going... Mexico. Mexico. Through Mexico, right? One year, it's 6,000. Yeah. Next year, 60, right? Yeah. And I'm just picturing, as a Mexican, you're just chilling. And then you see... A bunch of Africans running towards you. No, not running. <laughs> but oh. They're all in the line. They're walking. Obviously, they're traveling and... Mm-hmm. In, in, uh, in a particular path, mm. right? Um, and obviously, wow, okay. But they're going to America. They're going through Mexico, trying to go to America, right? So I'm, they're picturing the real life conundrum of these leaders in these countries, right? Mm. And I know we just see them as racists, just mm. straight off the bat, yeah, right? But just imagine that you are now somebody who is in charge of a country and you have been for the longest while. There's no, I have a, a term in government. No. You're running a country and you're safeguarding this country and you believe that the sum of its parts, they don't know how to run a country. I know how to run this country. Mm. I will just tell them how it needs to be done and feel, uh, sleep well at night knowing full well that the country can be cool. And it, the problem of immigration pops up, right? Now, in my head, Immigrants can only go to places of opportunity and access, right? You're not going to be going to a um, a remote village where, mm. yeah, this you're not going to be your your living standards aren't going to be yeah. raised. You mm. understand? You're going to be going to a place where is it? You can disappear. You could probably um, um, hustle in some form or fashion. Maybe it's stealing, but you you can't steal from people who have nothing. You understand? Mm. So you're going to places that have opportunity, and you know full well. It's on you to basically safeguard the the residents here. And you have an immigration policy, but it's stringent. It's regulated properly. If you're going to benefit what we already have here, then you can come in. Because I'm trying to build e-commerce and make sure that my, my, my... Trying to build proper commerce and make sure that my country is economically growing. So the, the criteria to come in is proper. But no, you have 60,000 Africans <laughs> coming for sweetness in your land. They, s- they know it's sweet because you're the ruler. They've seen how bountiful you've made it. And they're coming through. How, and they're the same skin tone as you, sir. Do you understand? They're your people. Mm-hmm. Right? That's how we talk, we talk like on here, right? Mm-hmm. That's how we like to talk on here. Unless it is that way of saying, hey. <laughs> <laughs> there is a difference. Get to the nitty gritty. Let's get to intersectionality. <laughs> Let's talk about our differences. <laughs> In that moment, how do you now deal with the sixty thousand traveling blacks? What do you do? And remember, the world is looking at you. Sorry, of the long-winded question, but I needed to give you context as to how it even formulated my head. But here you go. 
Well, they're of the mindset, everybody knows that they want to get to America. You help them, it's a perilous journey. You help them chaperone them way through the country, innit? You are going to help them Not get help. into your country? The guy, you the are guy to America. Of, let's say you are now the Tsar of America. You're the Emperor I'm of America. I'm in Mexico, though. They're going to America, innit? Yes. Yeah, so I'll just let them go through to America. What? Because they don't want to be here, innit? So essentially, I, if, I get, if I get too what? involved... I, I probably explained it wrong. Yeah, but you talk about the same scenario. Them man, they said they're in, there's 6,000 people turn up to Mexico. Yeah. They don't want to be in Mexico. No, no, they I, want to be I in Nigeria. I gave you colour, but that's not the focus of the question. No, but what I'm trying to say is, I've got these 60,000 people, but I'm still, in my mind, I'm still in Mexico, innit? They're still travelling, passing through my country. This is the scenario that we're no, in. No, I'm not. Okay, so forget that scenario. Forget then. about, I just, I told so you where they, it started, right? Okay, so in I your scenario, a different in question. your scenario, these 60,000 people they're have come here. They're going to your country. They're going to York, not passing through your country. They're going to your the destination. End destination is a land of opportunity. Milk and honey. I'm gonna Mark Stone. I'm gonna round them up. The black, right? The blacks. The sixty thousand blacks that look yes. up, that look like you. All of them. Go on. I'm gonna everybody that that came into the country illegally. I'm gonna round them up, <laughs> and then I'm gonna test them. Like what you man saying? Okay. See, see what they're. Ah, see what their intentions right. are, see what their availability are, I can categorize them, see who's got skills. You don't want to skills. throw the baby with the bathwater, Sk- basically. Going, yeah. Ah, right. Skilled workers here, boom, 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 um, asylum seekers, yeah, everybody, yeah. and then yeah. allowing who's allowed in, yeah, yeah. send home who's sent yeah, home. Yeah. I That's, like I like that you've said that because it's, you're a good man. You're a good leader. <laughs> 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 you've done well on this public platform. <laughs> Do you understand? I like that. How about you, Matthew? Um, I think I would kind of consult my... Bubble uh, levels. <laughs> that goes without saying always right <laughs> no but I, I would I would consult my, my citizens you know what I'm saying and say look this is what the situation is they're leaving this particular country these are our people right essentially they're kind of our people right yeah in, in the scenario they're leaving what's going on over there and we're obviously uh, an amazing um, country yeah. we've got certain things infrastructure let's kind of assist them but I guess Part of the package, like Marcus was saying, I'll obviously see who, who's got the skills, who's yes. got whatever, da, 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 and see if we can kind of, in a way, assist them in developing what they need to yes. so that we benefit in our country, yes. but also give them a certain time and see if they can go back. Go if back to where they came from? Yeah. All right. Because no, I'm, I'm thinking long-term, and I'm thinking that, you know what I mean? Like, if is there a desire? Because you know some people leave. Yeah. It's kind of like people in Cuba who leave Cuba, but they always kind of want to go back okay. to sort out the country. So yeah, yeah. if that's the agenda of those people, okay, then, yeah, okay. How about six hundred thousand? Because sixty is one trick, right? That doesn't mean that tomorrow there's yeah. not another sixty looking to leave. So at one point in time, it may be six hundred thousand left their country to come and find um, domicile or, or harbor, safe harbor in yours. At what point in time do you start looking like? Yeah, I, I have to look at the. I have to look at the resources. I, I can't bankrupt our country. Mm. Those people, I, I can't mm. do that. No, mm. Mm. so you're saying that Suela has bad PR, she's getting a rough cut of the jib. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Why? Because she's doing what we said we'll do. Well, he's it has to oh, be a cut. I didn't say that. I did it well, but obviously, he chose it in my to expand on it, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but there always, there always has to be a cut off, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's economics, there, there's always resources, and no resources fight is um, is infinite. Why is it difficult for the masses of left wing people or the quote unquote, it's not really the woke mob, is it? 
Is it? Is it? Is it? Is the, right the problem with immigration is is not immigration. Do you get what I say? Immigration migration is necessary. It's necessary for yeah. the world, for trade, for uh -huh. e e economics, everything. It's necessary. The problem with immigration is the way that yeah, it's the marketing. It's the way that it's weaponized. The way that it's used. The way that it's politicized, and it's that the, the way that it's seen in it. That's the real problem. So how would y'all, if you realize that oh, this is too much, and this uh, we, our country can't. Hold all these you people. You should close the borders. No, no, no. And how would you package it to the masses so that you don't look like a flaming racist? It's because it's facts. It's facts. It's numbers. It's, 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 it's counting. I, I don't need to do conjecture or nothing like this. I could just let you know. This is what we are. This is our infrastructure. This is what we've got. We cannot afford to house mm -hmm. this many people. As, whether I, as much as I would love to, yeah, I can't. Unless you are telling me, we could do a referendum. Unless you are telling me that you are prepared to give up certain things to cater for everybody else within our means this is what we can physically do in it so what i heard mm -hmm. from that is you're gonna do a nice little canva powerpoint <laughs> basically all right the little all right this is what we have here yeah <laughs> this is the six hundred thousand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. if you come here and then go this is what you want and i'm i'm, I'm hey I'm going to let y'all decide. <laughs> <laughs> let me know what you want what, me to what do. What you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. I find a simple and easy marketing. Why can't they just do that? Because I don't think it's, it, don't, it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't suit They them. don't want to do that. Yeah. They want to be seen as, yes, <laughs> I'm a racist. I'm going to kick out the windrush, peeps. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to say, eh, yeah, I'm going to change. Because they want to connect to a voter base, isn't it? Yes. So there's people that see themselves in that, yes. if that makes sense. That's yes. what it is. They're saying that that's, they need to be able to see to be. Yes, yes, it's a yes. message, isn't it? Yeah, I'm yeah. the protective. I'm supporting yes. you. I've got your interests yeah, at heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. am you. I need yeah. to be seen like that. Yeah, that's why it's so important to correctly identify the temperature of the land. Mm. That's why those particular polls are so important. But they, they're trying to make the temperature of the land. With the, with the way that the media is moving now, they're saying things mm. that are not necessarily... They're, they're saying things that are not true. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Basically, you're saying it's one thing to uh, appeal to the larger um, base or there's one thing to manipulate them so it's whatever you want. Yeah. Which one will you go for? <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I think that might be the most effective. Probably. Mm. It works because I don't understand how they get away with it. They do it now. I see them say things in the mainstream media all day that ain't true, but it just sounds like if they say it long enough and say it loud enough, people are just going to believe it. Mm -hmm. That people who don't care enough to inform themselves or educate themselves, they're just going to just believe it or they just take it for what I don't know what it is. I just don't mm -hmm. understand how it happens all the time. Every day they can, they openly and blatantly say lies, mm -hmm. like things that ain't true. And then, and over time, people just start to buy into them. What do you say for questions like, but aren't we all immigrants? How would you respond to that in the context of this conversation? Not, not that you're in what you now want to basically, you know, flip the script. We're, 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 we're children of in immigrants. Like, but at this point, we've born here. We can contribute to society. We are citizens, really and truly. Because we were colonized. Exactly. And we were part of the empire, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they told Real us. Britannia. They told us that this is now our home. We can seek citizenship. Mm -hmm. They said we didn't even conquer, conquered, right? They said we didn't need citizenship. We said because we're part of the Commonwealth, we are essentially citizens. We don't even need to do that. So, so are we immigrants, really? We're not really immigrants. That's a, that's a, that's a take. 
right? That's the truth. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's facts. Actually, we're not really immigrants. Yeah, we're supposed to be here. We're part of the. It was their fault. You have to live with it. Sorry, hundred percent. I like that. Who's good? So that's how you respond. Who's good? Me. So is there a difference? Is is what's the is, or what is the difference between the the attitude towards it now when it was the uh, West Africans, South Asians, and the, the doctors, nurses, the war stuff, all them people to more nowadays where it's the the people from the European bloc coming in? Is there? Do you have? A, do you feel different about? The two? As in my opinion, or how the, the, as in the ones who weren't colonized, who weren't part of the? I guess so. I guess so then, yeah, you put that out. Does your opinion on the immigration settings change? I think so, yeah, because, you know, back in the day, like you said, the South Asians, the Africans, the, the West Indians, a lot of these people that came were skilled people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? These, these are people who came, were invited over as well, mm. So a lot of them, and obviously they came over, they, they were skilled, and they all came from countries where the British helped mess, mess up those countries. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But I, th- I think... With, with regards to like Europe and stuff, of course, a lot there were a lot of wars like you know Russia and in the nineties and you know the, the Germany, what a lot of different things that happened, right? But I think I think it's just I think it's different. The the circumstances for us coming here is different to those circumstances. You know what I'm saying? And I haven't I haven't said much. Do you remember there, the Bosnian war? Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly what I was thinking of. That yeah. was serious. Yeah, back exactly. in the day, innit? Yeah. That was serious, serious mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Uh, can you yeah. give some context to what you're like, talking about, please? When was this? This was in. I I, I don't know my dates on the, on the on the thingy, but Chechnya. Yeah, exactly. The split up in Montenegro, all them Serbia, yeah. all them countries all that were all together. Yeah. Um, oh shit, there was a few, there was a few of them, innit? Was, was this what the early nineties or yeah. late eighties? I, I want to say night. Early nineties, late eighties, early nineties, maybe potentially. Oh mm. no, that was a baby. Mm. Between nineteen ninety two and nineteen ninety five. There we yeah, go. There you go. Gruesome. Yeah. Gruesome stuff. But then that, that, upped like the was it refugees, immigrants, mm-hmm. or whatever, yeah. coming over. That was a big mass of yeah, those people fleeing yeah. prosecution and that and and mm-hmm. insights are coming in and all that. And I think the the even though the um even though the people knew what was going on. I think the sentiments towards them was still like, like immigrants always gets like yeah. the, the butt of the jokes, isn't it? I can be calling them Bosnians and like any any other person you see, ah oh, yeah, look at the Bosnians, you get me? Mm-hmm. Those kind of things, mm. those kind of things always happen. But like, what was my point that I was even going to make again? I've lost my train of thought. I hate when that happened. What was I saying? Mm, the difference between that and, and us coming over, talking about that. Sorry, people, I dropped the ball. Pick it up, man. You go. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I think I think we're kind of just talking about the differences. And and to me, like like you said, obviously, like any sort of immigrant, I think regardless of color or whatever, because they're going to a completely different community. Like the people who are there are always going to have this sort of who are you people? Mm. Like and and you know what I mean? Like how is our life going to change now that you're present in it? You know what I'm saying, but I think it's it was a lot different because people, especially Europeans, they're they're far more racist to, towards black people, people of color, than they are their their European you know cousins. So I think it's a bit different. Plus, I think during the 90s as well, there's loads of media, there's loads coverage. of um, co- media coverage. Exactly, yeah. you know what I'm saying. I think in the 50s, 60s, and all that type of stuff during the war, people people wasn't really concerned like that. They just knew there was a world war, won the world war, 
influx of black people, influx of South Asian people. Who are these people? Let's give let's give them hell. You know what I'm saying? Even though these people came with skills and were actually doing certain things. So yeah, I don't know, man. I definitely see it differently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where are we? Aggression. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the reaction, people, where I read out your sports headlines. You like, managed to chop out the games over the weekend? Uh, no, I was waiting for you to be honest. Okay, Man then. United won, which is, whew, love it. The red juggernaut marches on. Yep. Arsenal won. Did you like better Burnley? Yep, mm-hmm. yep, 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 yep. Um, How did you feel about the Chelsea City result? Um, Yeah, I was disappointed in Chelsea. Oh, you wanted them to win? Yeah, I think they could have won, to be honest. They were um, away, innit? It was away, yeah. It was away. It was tough. Yeah. But the fact that um, Man City is dropping points like that at this stage is interesting. It is and it isn't. I don't want to make excuses for them because they're known to go on runs. The Chelsea team are not... The ch- are not it's weird because it's not the Chelsea, but it's still it's still Chelsea. So it was a difficult game. It wasn't you expect City to beat them. They're bigger than them, but it's still a big boy coming into town. A one-run result on off the back of a good performance. It's like that's not. Uh, I get I get what you're coming from. It is a bit interesting, but it's not panic stationsy because it was a it, fourteen games left. It was a decent Chelsea performance. Fourteen games left is nearly ten games left. You're seeing Arsenal playing well, Liverpool playing well. Salah's back. Fixture list. I I, I haven't seen. I don't know Yuzo's game yeah. But fixture list is is important and interesting. So depending on what kind of run Yuzo got left, because Yuzo had a you've had a soft fixture list for since the turn of the year. Who? You've had a soft fixture list since the turn of the year. You've been you've been what six games. You've been undefeated. Who have you played? Wait, 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 wait. Don't say that. Last five, because we played Liverpool in the last five games. We played West Ham in the last five games. Just... West Ham's soft for you, so that's nothing you should have been Don't say that. Liverpool, okay, yeah, I'll take it. So one out of the Don't six games is tough. That. Burnley, West Ham, I can't even, I, I haven't been watching this, so I couldn't do it. But And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm just assuming it's been soft because I don't feel like you've played anybody. That's because we're just, just... Trolling through <laughs> 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 Right. It was, it was, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. It was Burnley, West Ham, Liverpool, Nottingham Forest, and Crystal Palace. Soft. Do not say, <laughs> you're, you saying soft, it doesn't make it soft. You saying soft doesn't. I don't think this soft. is where you should give me pushback. That's not. I'm not saying that's not negative. That is a, that is a soft fixture. Like that is, is it, that was an easy fixture run. Liverpool. Was the hardest game there? The rest of them are the teams that you should be beating. Obviously, football doesn't work like that. You know that. it's West Ham at home, right? Yeah, but come on, don't don't look to do that, friend. Don't look to do that. You know there were people, Arsenal fans, actually scared. Oh my goodness! If we can get three wins out of the five, cool. Pull up. I hope this is someone that's coming to talk into talk sense. Sense, yeah. <laughs> I hope this someone's coming to talk yeah, sense. Let's hope it is. Uh, good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Morning. Who's speaking? Uh, Frenchie. Yeah, Eva. Um, okay. Can, can you not join the Discord? I mean, you're cracking up over there. 
Wait, I'll join it now. Sorry. Thank you very much. No, don't, don't apologize. Thank you very much. It's nice when you can say don't apologize. There's <laughs> a time when I wouldn't have done that so quickly. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not even saying that in a disrespectful way. So as far as fetch, as far as um as far as the congestion the congestions and the fixtures, not so not the congestions, the what's the word? There's a word that anyway. No, I hear you, I hear you. And just before th- then, we lost to Fulham. Yeah. That's a bit the team that you should be. Before beat. then we lost to West Ham. No, forget your little blip that you went on. Forget and we drew at Liverpool. Yeah, no, forget that little blip. I'm just Brent. Come on, man. We're not doing this. The 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 fixture list, yeah. Your fixture. We lost at home to okay, West Ham. Okay, sorry, so, sorry. Give me your next five. No, then. no, no, don't no. Do no. That. Can, can you give me your next five? Please? Let's talk about that. Because can, can, I... can, can you give me your next five? All right, all right. Let's do this. Let's do this. Next five is Porto uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Um, Newcastle. Don't. don't... No, no. Just give me the five, and then I'll tell you had. Sorry. What... All right. Porto, Newcastle, Sheffield United. Brentford, Porto again, Chelsea. Let me just do the Premier League. That, but that running there, that section there, that running there, it was more difficult than the, the last five that you came through. Do you not see that? Wait. With the two away, the two away legs tied, the two sorry, European sorry. Wait, 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 wait. tied in, wait, wait. Newcastle, Brentford. There's already four difficult so, games. Are we? Let's factor in the Porto. Is that what you're saying? Factor in the Porto. Well, you put them there, but if you just do the league, then just give me five of the league. All right, then. five of the league is Newcastle at home. Yeah. Right. I'm expecting us to win that. Um, Sheffield United away again expect us to win, win that. that Brentford at home expect us to win that but that's tough that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a tough game though but I don't know if it's tougher than um, West Ham away okay fair enough so you expect us to win that so there's three so there's another soft run again go on in but you no, said it's more difficult Chelsea at home I expect us to win that yeah. only because of the spirit in which it is that we're operating in right now alright so hold up let me just onboard so then you're still going to have this a soft... So your last 10 games have been soft, so it's hard to... You can't... Don't compare. Don't watch what City's no, going you, on. My friend, you just said that the next five is more difficult than the previous, and I had to basically contest that. That's when you when, when you sandwiched the, um, to the, the European ties in it, and I know the travelling and stuff like that. I'm fair just saying that period, of, that, that period of football there, I would say, is more fair difficult enough, than the last period. Fair enough, but we have Chelsea and Man City kind of, quote-unquote, back-to-back. 16th of March and then 31st of March. And before that was, so so that, is that is that the run? Chelsea, City, Chelsea, Sheffield, Newcastle, Brentford. Is that is that the five? Yeah. Yeah, that's much tougher than than, than you think five. So then that's that. So, so the point is, after this next five, this next one. Now you've got a difficult few difficult games. Have to see what it looks like after them few difficult games. You would expect to drop points somewhere in there. After no? that, we have Luton, Brighton, Aston Villa, Wolves, Tottenham. Come on, man. What was he trying to say? Easy. That's more spicy than the previous five. Hey, I'm living in a different spirit now. I am moving in a different spirit because I'm seeing what we're, what we're doing. We have this um, guy coming back. We have some players coming back. Hold up. I invite to speak. All right. Uh, good morning, Frenchie. Um, unmute your mic and then you can speak. His name is actually A-L-L-E-A. Yeah, we can hear you. Hello? Yeah. I just wanted to talk about the game uh, at Arsenal because I feel like Bugs is uh, being disingenuous. Talk to us. Yeah, so um, uh, my name is uh, Frenchie, so my name is Brackley, obviously. So I've been talking at the start of the season, we sat Havertz, and I was a bit worried mm. because I was uh, seeing what we were doing in pre-season and I wasn't a fan. But now that it's, what, six, seven months in, 
Can't lie, man. We're cooking, man. And um, even though we have been playing easier teams, the underlying metrics and all the stats have been shown for the, the whole season. So we're literally due to like explode to the end of the season. Uh, we have players injured, so we have about four or five of our first team players injured, which means that we haven't been able to see our best team. Mm-hmm. We're still, you know, I think it's what twenty-one nil in the last four or five games. So. And and this is with Timber coming in two weeks. Party, I think he's back in training now. Vieira and um, uh, Zinchenko as well. So to be honest, man, I, I'm good. I'm thinking we're we're doing gonna we'll do good. Oh, it's gonna be tough. I feel like I don't know about you, Brent, but I only see uh, Man City better than us in Europe right now. I agree. So, but but because of the um, mystique of the of the Champions League. I don't know how our players will rise uh, tough away games, especially away from home, mm-hmm. like tomorrow. But mm-hmm. apart from that, I'm, I'm feeling good, man. And obviously, Liverpool and C are there in a title race. Uh, they play each other in two weeks, so I expect a draw. But I don't see us dropping points like that till the end of the season. So I'm not saying like a Premier League, Champions League double, but I'll be surprised if we leave this season empty-handed. That's my opinion. Oh, you got undefeated to the end of the season. That's a hot take. That is a hot take. It's not that hard of a take because when you look at what's happening this season and you look at where we're going, um, our players are coming back. Jesus, sorry, I didn't even mention Jesus as well. Um, There's not that many players, uh, teams better than us, and there's not that many teams in Europe as well. Like, have you seen Bayern recently? Uh, I watch RC PSG. Leverkusen. Yeah, well, they're not in the Champions League in it, so. Um, are you the same? Are you the same guy who was showing certain concerns or doubts early on? And I was trying. Yeah, to... No, yeah. I, 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 it's, it's not. It's not doubts, but it was like I hadn't seen it yet, so it was like I'm, I'm unsure. But now that I've seen it, Havertz, even though um, he won't, he doesn't look that aesthetically good and stuff. I understand why he's there. I get. I get it. Yeah, he's still still he still in my books, right? to be honest. I, I hear it, but he doesn't because. Uh, I, I don't know if you've been watching the last couple of games. But I, you said you didn't, but um, no, I did. The role he played. Oh, I, you I did. Sorry. Uh, you see when I, you see, because I troll you, right? Yeah, you that don't know yeah. when I'm being serious or when I'm not. That's the problem. Yeah, I've been telling you, right? Yeah, from the beginning of time. Yeah, especially from what I saw from a few things that Arteta's been trying with this guy. Yeah, Havertz. Yeah, is pivotal to the way Arteta wants to play football. Like honestly, like his skill set, his hold up, his passing, the way he moves. Like it's pivotal to what Arteta wants to do. That's why he keeps persisting with it. And that's why when it works, it looks good. That's why you are starting to say, oh yeah, Havertz is decent now. Because you're starting to see it. Yeah, I still no, feel as though he should be a squad player. I, he should yeah, be starting yeah. as um, um, starting 11. I, and I don't expect him to be doing that next year. I've seen now Havertz, right? Before when he started, I'm like, I don't understand why we put this guy. Now that mm-hmm. he's capable, cool. But still, we could be firing yeah. far more efficiently right. with a different person in that particular position. And, and, and to be honest, as well, if we had party fit, 100%. bro, we would be cooking. Sure We'd be cooking. And, and I don't know what profile you want from left centre mid. There's obviously talks about Frankie de Jong. Uh, he's leaving this summer. Mm. There's um, what's his name? Uh, Samadzic from um, Udinese. 
there's obviously they're talking about what okay so basically what type of uh, left center mid would you want a ball pre- like ball dominant uh, midfielder which is able to play between the lines or would you want like a Havert is that's just going to crash the box and get goals so it depends on what kind of midfielder you want but for me I'd want like a Frankie de Jong type where we're able to control the ball more mm. and get more players in the box but yeah I just wanted to say that really um I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Uh, that's our first game in the Champions League in seven years, mm. which sounds insane to say. Mm. We haven't won a knockout game in about 14, 15 years, mm. which is even crazier. So, yeah, man, time's looking good, man. This is a, a good part to be an Arsenal fan and uh, coming for the end of the season. What's All your right. What's your take, anyway? Do you think we're going to go far? Or? Yeah, I, I love this vision of Frenchie, by the way. May it long continue. Even <laughs> if it is that we pop down tomorrow, if it is that we, even if it is that we pop down against the next Premier League team, I want this version of Frenchie. This is more reasonable. Yeah. Only that, only that. Okay, and I do believe that we are going to go further than people thought that we would. I'm even hopeful or optimistic about the Champions League coming home. Well, do you think we have a better chance in the Champions League than Prem? <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, um, I'm, I'm, how we've been playing in the Premier League have been, have been like, so so proud because our defense mm-hmm. has been impervious mm-hmm. the penetration i love it absolutely love it and now that we have timber literally saying hey i'm ready to come back we have pate right. saying hey i'm ready to come back we don't even play with jesus right now and we don't even miss him in fact we're saying mm-hmm. hey calm down we've we've got trust hat we're not even seeing any get here getting a look in and we're banging the goals in and i like the fact that it is over the last couple um games we've been peppering the goals in so it's not just a case of so hey, we need for, a striker who's been playing through the middle Trossard Leo is that what Trossard's been playing for in the nine yeah he's been cooking yeah he's been cooking and more output goals wise okay and uh, oh yeah before I go sorry Mugs um Obviously, uh, uh, my cousins and that have been talking. Uh, there's a big report in France uh, this week that obviously Mbappe is supposed to be going to Real Madrid. Oh. And um, they're trying to replace him with two players, Ossiman and Sane or Rashford. So they're saying 65, <laughs> 70 mil. What are you saying? What, for Rashford? Yeah, for Rash, no, big Marcus. Need, no, we need 100. Well, for Rashi? Yeah. Maybe we... you like Urgent. Uh, Huh? You would like for, for, just from the value <laughs> we, we paid. Um, so, what you paid. no, so it's the value that we would put in a minute. These are our assets. We paid eighty million or ninety million for Anthony. So our, our, our Rashford is a bigger, more expensive asset than 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 Anthony. So we would put more money on him. You wouldn't. He's not even. He just signed a new contract. You wouldn't be able to get Rashford for sixty seven million. Just imagine Rashford going to Real Madrid for a hundred million. The world. No is PSG, finished. PSG, PSG. Uh, PSG for hundred million. The world is finished. Right. Hundred million for Rashford. Yeah, that's good going. For you, it is obviously. You want as much money nah, as you can get from him. Yeah, but he's a hundred million pound player. Worth. You yeah, look, he Anthony's eighteen million pounds worth. Anthony does not proved to be that. No, but yet Rashford is a hundred. You've seen Rashford, man. You know what Rashford's on. That's why I'm saying what I'm saying. If you wanted Rashford, how much would you, you would expect to part close to a hundred million pound for him? Because yeah, of the uh, because of who he's on? because of who he is who because he of is? what he does, yeah. what he's going to bring to the does. table. Jesus Christ. The go- Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> question, goals. question, 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 question. Only, only thing has to do with his inconsistency, isn't it? But he I goals. feel that this summer, something mad is going to happen in regards to Mbappe and Arsenal. 
You hit it first. You hit it first. You hit it first. But you're, you're laughing, yeah. But except where we, who, who else? Who else can you go? Where else can you go except us? Except, except answer the question, Marks. Answer the question. We we are looking very very promising and appetizing for any young baller right now, and he already knows he can just easily go to Real Madrid. But Bellingham's there, man. You're not gonna outstage Bellingham. Do you reckon he's an, an exciting prospect Do like that? People care about Real Madrid anymore. The, the most exciting, yeah, definitely. People care after, about the Premier League, man. I think, I think, especially like a big player coming into the Premier League. I think you look at it's Liverpool, City, of course. This is crazy. Then you go. You know, it's Arsenal. Arsenal's in the. Brother, Arsenal's in the. No, league. We're in a bit, you go we're United the because you want the biggest, the, the biggest establishment. You get what I'm trying to say? <laughs> and then you think, then you start to think about London, money, Only and then. then you go Chelsea. <laughs> and then you go Arsenal. Osherman's looking now. Osherman's coming here now. Not from what would fit or whatever, but I'm just saying, just in his mind, looking at the team prospects, Arsenal's like fourth, fifth on that list, no? You look at City, you look at... I don't want you Arsenal. Look, you look, no, I'm not saying that, but Why I'm saying just on Stratchester, you look at City and Liverpool. As a Nigerian what? man, you look at Manchester United because it's the biggest club in the world. Liverpool's losing their main Then you go Chelsea. Draw. Liverpool's losing their draw. No, but I'm saying he can go back and beat it. I'm saying as far as the, the, the draw no, goes for players. when club goes, Liverpool ain't the same anymore. Hi, take it Javier Alonso. To get Javier Alonso, Javier Alonso's moving yeah, out the truth. Yeah, he's undefeated. Javier Alonso's moving out the second coming. He's, he's moving like... Yeah, we, we, ain't had, we ain't had one in a while. We ain't had one in a while and he's moving like it might be him. It's him. It, it might be him. Arteta's him. Hey, it's a tick. It's, wait, wait, wait. It's a tick. Because Arteta he is, has Arteta is day dem. He has history at Liverpool, isn't it? Huh? What did you just say? <laughs> what did you just say? This guy. This guy. Oh, man. Arteta <laughs> is him. Oh, Arteta is day dem. I don't know what he's talking about. That is crazy. Him. But now, you shut this conversation down. All right, sorry, let's go. I've got one more thing to read. We're going to get out of it. Frenchie, thank you very much. I love, love, I love, love, love. Oh, my goodness. Ah, nice little discourse there. It's good to be back. Anyway. <laughs> Last little headline I got a few to read is about our uh, Lawrence Okoli. He's eyeing up, um, moving up in weight. Get me, he wants a championship comeback. He wants a, he wants a championship comeback. So Lawrence Okoli will return, looking to reclaim a world title. The former WBO cruiserweight champion is considering a move up in weight. Um, boxer ben, boxer promoter Ben Shalom has told Sky Sports in a wild fight last year, Okoli lost his title to Chris um, Billum Smith um, at the Vitality Stadium in Bournemouth. He hasn't boxed since that contest in May, but potentially could still return in a world title fight. I think we're going to look to move up to heavyweight or fight immediately for a world title at Bridgewater, Ben Shalom told Sky. After an unconvincing outing against um, David Light and then defeat to William Smith, a move up in weight could be just what a call he needs, suggested Shalom. The reason his performances hasn't been at the level he was used to is I do think the weight, as he's a 6'6 guy, this is his personal opinion, and especially at the top level, and was getting in the way of his very best performances. Um, I think he's looking very seriously at heavyweight division, possibly um, Bridgewater first, and I think that's where we're going to see Lawrence in the latter stages of his career. Yeah, yeah. That is the end of our sports headlines. Let's get into Dana here. Done 
So I didn't get through all of it. There's a story here. There's a teacher that's been... um. She's been... as Well, she had to resign, actually. She hasn't um had her license revoked, but she had to resign because she's had an inappropriate relationship with a male student. A 37-year-old teacher, a prestigious Manhattan high school, had an inappropriate relationship with a male student at 17, um, where she led him into a locked bathroom and she's handed him a wad of cash. Mm. PD. The story was getting interesting. I was reading it and I was, I wanted to, I don't know, man, because there's so many conversations to have because men and women in, in these situations, they always see things so so differently. They are differently. Men have weird conversations around that. Like men would hear a 17-year-old boy with a teacher and be like, yay. But is it really right? Is it wrong? It's... It's a contentious topic. No, but she's a pedophile. Hmm? She's a pedophile. He's 17. Well, How old is she? 37. But he's still under 18, isn't it? Mm. So he's still a kid. So she's still a pedophile. Yeah, but I, I'd be on that, though. Like, as a 17-year-old man. Boy. Huh? You're not a man. A 17-year-old boy. <laughs> as a 17-year-old man, I'd be on a 37-year-old thing. Like, I'd, I'd do... Like, because men are built... We're built different, innit? No, man. That's dangerous. You see, like when the lion leads the pride, when he gets things, he's, he's the young boy, you know. Like he's not. It's it's the young boy, virile, the young. There's nothing like be, as a man being young and strong, and virile is not necessarily. Uh, it's not a bad thing. You get what I'm trying to say? It's yeah, but that's the thing that he's not a. Um, he's not a man. He's a boy. I'm just saying because I see. It, I thought she was getting in trouble. I thought he was snitching. I was saying they don't make men like they used to. You get me? But apparently he didn't snitch. What happened was. He's not. He's not given any story about it. This is why they can't take her license, and she's um had to resign on her own starts because they don't know what go on. So basically, they've seen them on a on a um on a CCTV camera in the school having an inappropriate conversation on a stairwell for like thirty minutes, isn't it? But they can't help what they're talking about. They can just see them reasoning, isn't it? Then like a teacher catches them, says something to them, and then she's moved him, bring him up for the next five five flight of stairs or whatever, um. Bring him into a toilet, so now they can't see what's going on in the toilet because the security there. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. Then a teacher, another teacher's almost come to knock on the toilet. So I think it's scared them. Then they've left the toilet one at a time, or whatever. And then I think they see them on another stairwell where she's give the youth some money. So in their mind, they're saying this ain't right. They don't know what's happened. Well, you shouldn't be giving kids money, yeah. Well, you shouldn't be having inappropriate conversations or arguments on the stairwells for thirty minutes. You shouldn't be walking into the bathroom together. You shouldn't have got handed a wad of cash, innit? But she's refusing to comment on the situation. The son ain't refusing, they ain't talking. The son's parents have refused them from talking to the youth. So no one can't talk, no one can't say nothing, no one can't bring come into it. I think the woman just resigned and it's just going about her business. As in there's no consequences? Mm -mm. That's sad. Consequences for what? We don't know what happened. He could, be, he could be a dealer. Then she can show the drugs that he sold her. No, she'll get in trouble. She don't want to do that. So she'd rather think people. She'd rather people thought she was a paedophile than know that she's on drugs. Ah, uh, but she hasn't lost her license. Maybe you can lose your license for for maybe, maybe you lose your teacher license for being. You definitely lose if you're a paedophile. And if there's rumors about you being a paedophile, you're not going to be. You're not going to be, um, hired by any other schools. Yes, she will. America's huge. You go to another state, be a whole new person. They won't That's even. True, don't even think like they, she's got a teacher license. Like, she's true. straight. She's straight. That is a word. I think the women <clears throat> who operate like men in the same situation should be shamed just like the men 100 percent. 
they should be shamed. I knew that would be your take on it. Yeah, because regardless of how we've been conditioned to see life, mm. she still knows better, the same way yeah. the man still knows better. The same way um, women have been conditioned to want older men. There's no difference here. Can I send, I'm going to send you a clip. If I can, can I send it to the Instagram? Uh, my email, if you want me to play it. No way to play it. What is it? Is it like a sex tape or something? I can't play it now. So I can't play that. I don't even want to watch it, in fact. I'm scared of God. Shit, shit, shit. Okay, no, sorry. I thought, I thought, um, sorry, I thought, I, I thought I sent it to someone, but I know where it is. I could find it. Give me, bear with me. <laughs> no, bear with me, because you've got to play this. You have to. I do think men uh, are looking at it as pedophilia, though. It's not right. Yeah. This whole narrative about men love sex, so any kind of sex that's given to them, even if it's violating them, is okay, is not right. No, I mean, this, this. What the hell, man? How do I share this shit? Plus, isn't she an educator? Yeah, exactly. So she's, yeah, she's supposed so to she be. She knows that she's this is got a, She's got, um, okay. that's the word, to look after people. So that's, that's wrong, definitely, in that sense of things. So she's been, she needs to explain what she went to toilet to do. Yeah, but you know what? Make her take a lie detector test. Because there's always one rule for men and one rule for women. There's always one rule for men and one rule for women. Women, it's different. So it's good that you said that you wanted to um, treat the women like how you treat the men. But I want to know if you heard, if a man was saying what this woman's about to say, how would how would it be perceived? Not just that stuff. That Honestly, the last one I hit was 21. How was that? It was amazing. Because I've been hitting the old men so long. So And they're more sensual and slow. slow you got a young stud, 21-year-old. He knocks your rocks off. I wasn't ready. Mm. You know, the old man, he come, that's it. That's a wrap for the next probably 24 to 48 hours. Don't touch him. Don't look at him. Oh, He's done. But a young man, that 21-year-old, mm -hmm. so I'm like doing a washing machine trick, tearing his up. He lasts four minutes. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm the shit. Superhead, boom. Back hard. What is this? You mean we can go again tonight? Yeah, yeah. I just can't get enough of them. I grew up in an era where if men did eat coochie, they didn't brag about it. They didn't tell their boys they ate coochie. Mm -hmm. Now these 21-year-olds is like putting their whole tongue up your ass mm -hmm. with no shame. It's different. Like, they, they a different level of freaky. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I went all the way from... 55 to 21, and that 21 hit different. Do you prefer older? Is she a pervert? Question. Um, what's the washing mean, washing machine effect? What is that? I don't know. It's just don't be her technique. I couldn't even. What, what is it, though? What's the... I'm asking what you. Washing machine. <laughs> you, have to, you can't. You have to answer. She's the only person you got to ask. Washing machine goes like that, right? Spin. Is she Maybe. What, is, what context do you use it in again? She was giving him head, the washing machine thing. Oh, that's not what I was thinking about. It might, be, it might have been like the double-handed twist joint. I don't know. I don't know. I Never. thought it was when you were sitting on the washing machine. I have no clue. Actually, no, but then she would have to be the one on the washing machine. I don't know. I have no clue. I wish I knew. Anybody in the chat who know, um, please let us know and um, forever be seen as the sex correspondent. Not forever. Because, boy. This question was, if a man said that, what would people say? 
Yeah, she said I went from 55 to 21. If there was a man there openly saying, boy, I'm not going to let him 21 hit different. I used to think that, but now I'm just slamming them up. They just want it all night. They would be seen as, that's red flags, isn't it? It was predator, pervy kind of thing. <laughs> it depends on the space they're in. Because a lot of men say that about wanting younger women. So it depends on what space they're in. Okay, so as a woman, as a protector, mm. how do you feel about what she said? Are you worried for the young 21-year-old she's... Yeah, I don't feel like I feel like as a grown person, I don't think you should be with people that are young enough to be your kids. That are half your age. Okay. I just don't agree with it. I think I'm here for for an age gap, but it has to be a healthy age gap. That one sounds very predatory, saying that this is the people. And I think it's always a case when when you say that's what you're going to seek out. Mm. It, it's always just a bad. It leaves a bad taste. Yeah, it just leaves a bad taste, man. You can't be seeking out young people. That's wild. Greek said that's the double hand going one way and her head going the other way. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Is that okay. what washing machines do when it is that I close it and press 30 minutes? Boop. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Wow. You're going one way, the washing machine's going the other way. That's thorough. Isn't it? See, but also like we're adults and we're men. 21-year-old, 21-year-old. Like, he could be able to make the decision if he wants to slam up this 55-year-old woman or not. Like, what are we doing point, here? If you are allowed to drink, drive, Bruh, they made, have a mortgage, they made, Saka, they made Saka take the last, <laughs> the last penny. <laughs> when he was 19. <laughs> <laughs> this connection is hilarious. Can you imagine? <laughs> me? The hopes yeah. Related to me. Go of on. the nation. If that man <laughs> oh, yes, could see, take the that responsibility penny, that he was given. The responsibility that this man was given. If he could take that penalty and put the hopes of the nation on his soldier, on his back, on his on his back, he can slam up big woman. What are you we talking about? These men can go to war. They can vote. They can take penalties in the Euros finals. You were talking about can't have, have a little sex. This is ridiculous. I don't even know who's done it here, but I've got to go because got... <laughs> let's get into our actual. Fair enough. All right, people, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it. Please don't forget to like the video. We greatly appreciate it. And also subscribe to the channel and follow us on our social media platforms, The Day After TNB, on Instagram, Twitter, and on TikTok. Um, if you want to inquire about the show or feature on the show, our email address is thedayafter at thenewblack.com. See you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs>